It's time for Football Friday Night in Southern Ohio. Mix 96 FM, Total Media, and Jackson County Broadcasting proudly present Jackson Ironman Football. Tonight's broadcast of Ironman Football is brought to you by Ohio Valley Bank, Paisley Permanent Cosmetics, Buckeye Construction and Restoration, Dan Daly State Farm Insurance, Four Winds Community, McDonald's of Jackson, H&R Block of Jackson, Malaway Designs and Boho Finds, Jackson County Banking Center, Lockard Insurance, Iron City Implements, Rent to Own, Angles Garage and Wrecker Service, Howard Hanna Realtors, the McNerland Network, Faith and Fitness, Lewis and Gillum Funeral Home, Webb's Heating and Cooling, Brian Moore Construction, and Belicio Foods. Jackson Iron Mid Football on Mix 96 FM is also brought to you by Leella Lanes of Wellston, Atomic Credit Union, Dave's Custom Butchery, Midway Quick Marts, Riser Equipments, Happenings Bistro, Osborne Equipment Service, Holzer Health Systems, Auto and Truck Tire Center, Pink and Steel Roofing and Sidey, Rio Grande Jackson Center, Dakota's Roadhouse, Nimco Propane, Gallia Jackson Meg's Alcohol Drug and Mental Health Board, O. Sizer Miller Wagon and Flag Attorneys at Law, Honda Suzuki Polaris KM and KO of Jackson, Gillum Insurance Sponsor of tonight's Player of the Game, Hothead Burritos and Seward Folks Insurance Sponsor of the Coach Andy Hall Pregame Show, and Monroe Collision Center Sponsor of tonight's Hit of the Game. Now, with all of the exciting action of football Friday night in Jackson Iron Men football on Mix 96 FM and around the world on the Total Media Radio app, here's Dan Dobbins, Dan Morrow, and Pete Wilson. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Jackson Ironman Football. This is Dan Dobbins alongside Pete Wilson and Dan Morrow. Tonight, the Ironman on the road once again to take on the Miami Trace Panthers in a Frontier Athletic Conference matchup. And tonight, the Panthers coming into the game are 4-2 overall. They're 1-0 and in the league. The Ironman on the other side are 5-1 and overall and 1-0 and in the league. Obviously, one team tonight wants to walk out of this beautiful facility over at Miami Trace. 2-0 in the league. Very important game. Every one of these games left on our schedule is basically a league championship contest. You're going to have a hard time losing twice within the league and win a league. You, uh, you, if, you, if you lose one, you're going to be begging for a tie. So you got to win them. you got to take care of business. We're in the midst of a three-game road trip, Dan. Last week we were at Courthouse and came away with... You know, a big win there tonight. We got to take care of business again on the road, and next week at Hillsboro. So, tough kind of part in the schedule. Let's just see how our Ironmen handle it. That's the way the schedule works out. Three long road trips back to back to back, and then the final two home games, uh, or final two games, are at home. With that would be Greenfield and, of course, Chillicothe. Ironmen coming off a very fun win last week, 14 all, with like 2:36 to go in the first half. You're they thinking move. we're in a dogfight, and I, as I think I mentioned in the interview with Coach Hall, it went from a dogfight to a running clock. Uh, 35 straight points by Jackson after that. They really answered the bell when Courthouse challenged them a little bit. 
We'll see if we have that same kind of fight tonight. Well, Courthouse got their first league win as the league competition uh, opened up last week. That was over McLean, 29-20. An improved Greenfield team. They've been competitive all the way through, but in, and Courthouse is on a three-game winning streak. They're 4-2 and two coming into tonight's game. They did lose a tough one to Logan Elm, who has beat everybody they've played. They're one of the outstanding teams in all southeast Ohio. They lost a heartbreaker to Wilmington. But they beat a very good Waverly program, and then these three in a row. So this is a football team has to be considered one of the top teams within the Frontier Athletic Conference. Speaking of the conference, rounding out last week's games was uh, the upset for Hillsborough defeating uh, Chillicothe in overtime. Hard to put a peg on Chillicothe. They had a monster preseason, pre-league schedule. They really struggled during that time frame against four outstanding teams, but we kind of thought they'd bounce back. But in Hillsboro, they got the loss there, so maybe Hillsboro's a team we got to worry about. That's next week. We'll worry about that one in a couple hours. Absolutely. So right now it's the Jackson Ironman and the Miami Trace Panthers here at Miami Trace High School. We'll take a break as we'll listen to the Coach Andy Hall pregame show. Welcome to the Coach Andy Hall pregame show starring Jackson Ironman head football coach Andy Hall and myself, Dan Morrow. Tonight's show is sponsored once again by Hothead Burritos, located in McCarty Crossing on East Main Street. Hothead Burritos, they're mild to wild. Also, Sheward Folks Insurance. Let Dan, Matt, or Jordan handle all your insurance need. We thank both our sponsors immensely. Coach, we are at Washington Courthouse with two minutes and 37 seconds left in the first half, and the score is tied 14-14. to 14. And what did the Ironman do but run off 35 straight points, meaning we went from a dogfight to a running clock? We did. It was kind of an unusual game. You know, we start off um, in the first quarter. Um, Nolan Johnson, I think on the third play of the game, gets an interception deep in their territory. First play on offense, Cade Wolford takes off tackle uh, for about a 30-yard touchdown. It's 7-0 with about a minute you know, off the clock in the first quarter, and things looked really smooth. But I give Courthouse a lot of credit. You know, that next drive, they got into some formations we weren't, you know, weren't ready for. And, um, they had kind of methodically moved the ball down the field, um, milked the clock, you know, limited our possessions, and were able to put a score on the board and uh, tied up 7-7. Uh, we fumbled the uh, ensuing uh, kickoff, and they get the ball back again. And next thing you know, I mean, they're, they're you know, we were able to get a stop, uh, but, you know, we only had to run one play, and we ran two plays to, to end the first quarter. So at the, at the end of the first quarter, we had ran three plays, um, and it was tied 7-7. And like you said, um, you know, got to 14 all there in the, in the second quarter, but then, uh, we were able to kind of break things open uh, right before the half and score two touchdowns, go in at halftime 28-14. And, and then the second half, I thought we dominated in all phases. Well, I mean, you told us that that's a very talented courthouse team. Yes, it was. They've got some great athletes on that team. But you, you I forgot for a minute, you had kind of indicated they're not a great defensive team. Well, listen to this. We score seven touchdowns on only 37 snaps for the whole night. That's an amazing touchdown-to-snap percentage. And it was just one of those things where Jackson had drives of one play, five plays, three plays, one play again, four plays, finally a nine-play drive, and finished the night on three-play drives. We were so efficient offensively. Yeah, we were. And you know, give credit to our offensive line. You know, Hunter Seitz, 
uh, Jeb Thompson and Ryan Taylor and, and Dylan DeLong. And then, of course, uh, Colson Oyer and Jake Allen. You know, those guys just did a fabulous job. And, of course, our tight ends with Gavin Jones, Drew Wiley, and A.J. Graham. You know, that that group or that unit is really coming on. And they opened up some massive holes for our running backs, uh, gave Bodie some time to throw the football. You know, Bodie had another 100-yard game throwing, the, throwing it. Uh, with three touchdowns and, and no interceptions. You know, he's really coming on his own as well. And, you know, like you said, just very, very efficient. Uh, we were able to control the point of attack and, and, and get some big plays and uh, put a lot of pressure on their defense. But um, it was just kind of an unusual night, like I said, back and forth. But once we got uh, started that second half and, and, and scored quickly there in the third quarter, make it 35-14, uh, I really thought we were on our way. Well, big stat, and this is one that I don't know if I've seen before. We took 37 snaps in the game. They took 67. That's an amazing difference in there. But here's that number, and it's always the sneaky stat. We rushed for 306 yards and held them to 128. Right, and you know that was a, a big, you know, a big issue for us is is trying to make sure that. You know, they controlled the clock early, but in the second half, we really dominated a line of scrimmage. And I think they had the one first down in the third quarter. Um, but again, I give them credit the first, in the first half. They made some good decisions and had some good schemes that, you know, kind of caused off uh, balance a little bit. But I thought my defensive staff at halftime made some great adjustments and we came out and really shut them down. And um, like I said, in that third quarter, you know, got a lot of points up quickly. And then the fourth quarter was able to play our, a lot of our JV kids and get them some varsity experience. Um, we've had 126 yards passing, second week in a row to have passing for over 100 yards, but we threw for three touchdown passes. And that second one was to Gavin Jones, who was wide open, but you had both your tight ends in a crossing pattern, and I looked on the backside, Drew Wiley was open too. What great execution and totally fooled their defense. Yeah, we were in a heavy formation and you know, a lot of off-tackle plays in what we call our eight-man line, and, and so we had installed a play-action pass off that, and like I said, really all three guys were open who just having time to throw it, and, and Bodie did get that time and, and picked, a, you know, picked Gavin on a wide-open uh, crossing route for a touchdown and um, you know like you said in the second half you know that that scoring barrage really was led by Ryan Simons I thought you know he was disappointed at halftime probably didn't play his best game in that first half but um, you know learning a new position the secondary at free safety and so forth but boy I tell you he came out you know with a vengeance and, and had probably one of the you know better high school catches you've seen in a while on the sideline on, on a back shoulder throw um, and they called a touchdown pass in the back of the end zone. Um, you know, he had you know three touchdowns total for the night, one rushing and two receiving, and just really happy to see that sophomore really come in his own. And, um, you know, like I said, just thought we were very efficient offensively, and, and like I said, it was nice to be able to play some young kids in that fourth quarter. Normal day at work for a Cade Wolford, two touchdowns, an interception, over 140 <laughs> yards rushing. We kind of get just expect it, and that's, you know, outstanding games for any normal kid. He, Cade gets it every week, it seems like. Nolan Johnson just getting better and better over 100 yards two weeks in a row. There's a touchdown there. Gavin with his touchdown, but you're right. Ryan Simons, I was lucky to see him this weekend. Two receptions. I mean, uh, four receptions for 66 yards. Three touchdowns overall, so I called him a hat trick. Yeah, I tell you, we're very happy to see him uh, do what he did. And, and, and like you mentioned, Nolan Johnson, two weeks in a row over 100 yards, really picking up the slack, you know, where we lost Eli, um, you, know, uh, you know, a week ago. And, 
And so, you know, Cade's kind of doing what he does. You know, he's over 800 yards rushing for the season so far, and uh, I think he's got 16 touchdowns. He's had a fabulous senior year and up to this point. But, um, you know, it was great to get a first win in the league. You know, we said, we stressed last week, everyone's it's back to 0-0 zero, zero and everyone's even. And we wanted to establish a, a tone for the league to start off with, and, and getting a road win was very big for us. What we talked about, the, the sneaky stat, the rushing stat, if you rush the ball and you stop the rush, you normally win the game. How about the other one, the sneaky stat? We have three turnovers for the season, and the opposition has nine. Yeah, I mean... You know, that's last year we had, we struggled turning the ball over on offense. You know, we were a big play offense, but then we we had you know a bunch of turnovers. Um, and this year, that was really a focal point of us with our young guys is got to protect the football. We got to do a better job of protecting it and not allowing you know the you know putting our defense in bad spots like we did at times last year. Um, you know, that's been a big difference. And of course, our kicking game. You know, that's been huge. You know, with Ethan. And being able to put the ball like where he has, and then being able to you know start our defense you know on the twenty yard line instead of the forty yard line like last year, has uh, been has been huge for our for our whole you know for our team effort. Ethan Crabtree's stats are worth saying every week. Well, I know we said him last week. He's twenty six of twenty seven on extra points, three of four on field goals, and twenty five touchbacks and thirty seven kickoffs. That gives you such an advantage. Well, and averaging over 40 yards a punt, I think around 43 yards per punt. So what an advantage in special teams. It is, and that field position you mentioned is huge. Um, it doesn't always show up in the stat sheet, but you know, as coaches you know how important that is where teams have to go 80 yards to start a drive, um, you know, punt the ball, averaging over 40 yards a punt. Um, and, of course, his kick, you know, his extra point and, and, and field goal opportunities um, he puts points on the board as well. So, again, it's been big for us this year as, again, a, a young offense to try to find our way. And, um, you know, he's been leading the way all year. Well, week seven, we got to start looking toward a Frontier Athletic Conference championship. I know that's your number one goal every year, but also computer rankings now becoming a factor. And the Jackson Ironmen find themselves Division Two, Region 11 in the sixth position, and this week's opposition is in the seventh position. Big computer points for the winner. You're right. You know, of course, the number one goal, like you just mentioned, is, is the conference game and they're one on the road. You know, so tonight that's our focus. But then when you look down the road, you know, the computer points is is a factor. You know, we, we're sitting six there in that, like you said, in that Division three spot uh, in Region 11. But, um, you know, they're right behind us. So the, the winner of this game tonight is going to receive a lot of computer points, jump in probably the top four. And at the end of the day, you know, the way the playoffs are you know, structured now, um, you want to be in that top four because that top four, you know, gets you two two home playoff games if you win week 11. And um, we know how important it is for us to play at Alumni Stadium. So, um, you know, the goal for us this year is, is, again, win a conference championship, but then get in that top four so you get the two home playoff games, again, if you win on in the first one. So um, tonight got a lot at stake. You know, Miami Trace comes in with, you know, a little bit of a winning streak on their own. They're four and two. Uh, a lot of good athletes. Um, they always play well here at their home place. Um, and so, again, it, we're going to have our work cut out for us. But, again, we've had a good week of practice, and our kids understand what the goal is. Week 7, it is Jackson versus Miami Trace. And I think about it, 
As far as teams besides Jackson in the Frontier Athletic Conference, Miami Trace has true football tradition. They didn't start playing football there till 1960, but they have a total of 393 wins, 241 losses, seven ties. The kind of record we have, except we started over 100 years ago, and we're, we're so proud of being over 600 wins, but Miami Trace has had tons of success through the years you know they have and you know if you look at this this school system you know they are really solid in all sports you know we, we talked about in the pregame you know right before we got on the air about you know their basketball teams girls and boys um you know baseball team is is really good um you know they've had you know their track team is good i mean they've got athletes all over the place and um you know they got a good run now you know i know their junior sophomore and freshman classes are very talented and a lot of those kids are playing tonight. They only have two seniors starting on defense. So, again, it's kind of a movement, not to say a youth movement, but a, a movement of kids that have had success in the lower levels. And, you know, they expect these next few years to be very good for them. In this matchup, Jackson holds an 8-3 to all-time win total against Miami Trace. But for some reason, back in 1974, Five, six, and seven. Jackson decided to uh, schedule Trace. They had a young man by the name of Arch Sleister that just happened to be playing in that era. They beat us. Or, I mean, we beat him as a freshman, forty-two to six. But the next three years were not very good, finishing up in nineteen seventy-seven by getting beat by Miami Trace and Arch Sleister, sixty-two to zero. But in two thousand seventeen on, we became league members in the Jackson Ironmen have now gone 7-0 and against Miami Trace, 7 in a row, and never scored less than 44 points against Trace in those seven games. You know, we've had success offensively, and, and those stats show it. Um, you know, again, tonight that's going to be a, a big a big opportunity also, you know, being able to put points on the board when we have opportunities. Um, you know, like I said, it's been some high-scoring games uh, through those, set, those seven games. Um, Again, when you have good athletes on the field for both teams, that sometimes will happen. And um, you know, last year we, we, they played really close. If people remember in the, in the first game, in the regular season game, you know, it was a it was a dogfight. Uh, you know, to, even to the end of the game. And then you know, we had we got the better of them in the in the first playoff matchup. But um, you know, it, it was a you know, it was kind of a weird deal playing a league team twice in one season. But, you know, they, they've used that as motivation in the offseason. Um, you know, I know I've, I know some people up there, and they've talked about how hard this group has worked in the offseason to get back and, and, and compete for a conference championship. And, and so tonight's the opportunity. But, again, you know, our kids put a lot of work in and a lot of, you know, a lot of time in as well. So, you know, they understand what the, what's at stake, and, and I think they, they're ready to go. Well, Miami Trace is on a three-game winning streak, including a 29-20 win last week over Greenfield. A lot of players put up some very good numbers in that game. The game that jumps out at me is the Miami Trace-Western Brown score. They beat Western Brown 63-31. to So I think that's the kind of score you can address the kids and let them make sure there's no overlooking this team. No, there's not. You know, with a common opponent in Western Brown and, and how much we struggled with them, and, and they were able to take care of them pretty easily. Um, that's motivation in itself. But, um, you know, they have another little bow kid at running back. Seems like they've had, you know, the two kids forever. Um, very good athlete. They, 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 um, they started a freshman tailback who I've seen in junior high uh, the last two years dominate. Um, you know, he's playing varsity at, at a young age. Um, you know, the gun three boy that's been a nice tackle for them the last couple of years. He's got a younger brother. It's, you know, 6'6", 250 already. He's a sophomore. 
so a lot of names that you've seen in the past now they're the younger generations coming up so again like I said I know they're they're hanging their hat on these young kids and, and a lot of them are playing you know the, the 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 guest kid the tight end who I think is one of the best athletes in our conference you know he's a 6-3 tight end slot slot receiver that can make a lot of plays I can watch him play in basketball he, he's a really nice basketball player and um, their quarterback I think does an outstanding job in running and throwing. You know, he could, puts a lot of pressure on your defense. So, again, they just have a lot of weapons that we have to be concerned with and, you know, play the responsibilities that, at hand because, again, they can run and throw it. Oh, no question about it. And you, you just mentioned all the athletes. I had their names written down. They had great games last week. LeBeau, 158 yards rushing. Guess. Three catches, but two of them for touchdowns. Robinette, the quarterback, 78 yards rushing, one touchdown, seven for eight passing, two touchdowns. They've got some skilled people. <coughs> Excuse me, they do. And, and, you know, that's something we're aware of. And i got to make sure that we take care of business and understand where those kids are and alignments. But, you know, getting pressure on the quarterback um, is always key. But then the biggest, biggest thing for us on defense is stopping the run. It always is. You know, since the start of time in this sport, you got to be able to stop the run and run the football. And uh, that means that your offensive defensive lines have to be key. And um, like I said, I think our guys are, are getting a lot better. We have, um, you know, some, some guys, we rotate six, seven guys on the D line, and they're doing really well and improving each and every week. And like I said, our young offensive linemen are showing some growth. And, and so we're going to need those guys tonight. What kind of game plan do you want to see tonight, Coach? Offense, defense, special teams? Well, you know, again, we've had done a good job of protecting the football. we got to continue to do that tonight. Um, you know, keeping them from the big plays, you know, make them earn the yards that they get. Uh, we're not going to shut them out completely. I mean, good teams, they're going to move the ball some, but we can't give up the big play. And then offensively, uh, just keep improving what we're doing. You know, I think we're showing more balance in the run and pass ratios. Um, you know, Bodie needs to protect the football and distribute the ball to our playmakers. And again, our young kids are, are really showing some growth in, in that big play area. And again, if we can do that tonight, I think we'll be in good shape. Week seven, so we have to ask the question: Injuries always a factor. I mean, last week was the heartbreaking losing Eli Broerman. We still miss that young man. What a special player! How are we doing health wise? Well, I mean, you know, besides, of course, Eli, you know, we're actually in pretty good shape. And you know, we got kids, some kids, you know, bumps and bruises and things like that. But, you know, you know, our players, they're tough. They're going to fight through a lot of aches and pains. And it takes a lot to get these kids out of a game or even out of a practice. So, um, you know, for the most part, going into this week, we're in pretty decent shape. Um, and again, we're, you know, we're ready to go. Beautiful field here at Miami Trace. Really a pleasure to come and see them. The turf and everything looks great. It's very new, very, uh, very nice stadium. They take their football serious. Best of luck to you, Coach. Can't wait to talk to you in the postgame. I appreciate it. And again, we're excited about, you know, basically week two in the, in the conference season and, and big game here at Miami Trace. Stay tuned for more pregame activities with the voice of the Jackson Ironman, Mr. Dan Dobbins and the best stat man this side of the Mississippi and maybe far beyond that, Mr. Pete Wilson. It is Jackson Ironman football brought to you by the Total Media on 96.7 Real Fun Radio. We are at Tony's Stadium, and it's actually the long version is Tony's Welding and Fabrication Stadium. It's a beautiful campus here at Miami Trace. The football field, very much like ours, is the turf, good-sized stands, a football traditional school, Pete Wilson, probably besides us, 
the most football tradition in the Frontier Athletic Conference. Right, of course. You know, we're old enough to know about the tradition here at Miami Trace. Maybe some of our younger fans are not. Of course, Miami Trace, a consolidated school formed in the 60s, but in the mid-70s, this was the home of the great Arch Leister, uh, one of the best high school quarterbacks to ever come out of Ohio. It just so happened that Jackson played uh, the Arch Leister teams uh, when he was a player here, and uh, he beat us. Uh, he beat us every time except uh, the year before he started. That was his freshman year. And uh, uh, now he got in the game. So can we count that as a win against? Uh, okay, we beat him. We beat we him. We did beat him. Right. And a shout out if he's listening to Ivel Shield <laughs> intercepted Arch Leister three times. Has any human done that? I doubt it. <laughs> I read it in the Straight Arrow biography of his. Right. But he did make us pay the next three years. Right, he made us pay the next three years. But uh, Miami Trace has been good after that as well. Another Jackson connection, real quick, before we talk about this year's team. Uh, 1976 Jackson High School graduate and a quarterback for the Ironmen in the mid-70s, Jeff Conroy, uh, was a Hall of Fame coach here for many years here at Miami Trace before he finally retired. And, uh, you know, he still pays attention uh, to this game, not only because of his all and lottery, but because of his ties to Miami Trace and Fayette County. So if you're listening out there, Jeff, welcome aboard, and congratulations on your great career as well. This year's Miami Trace team, as uh, you guys said uh, in the in, in the pregame, off to a 4-2 and two start. They expect to be a little bit better than last year. They've always had a decent team, never been broken through to where they've won a conference championship. They have never defeated the Ironmen since Jackson uh, joined, and or since the Frontier Athletic Conference was formed. A lot of points on both sides, but Jackson's always been able to score a lot of points. Defeated Trace last year twice, including 44-7 to in the playoffs. A lot of players back on this year's Trace team. Coach Jerry Williams has a very strong running attack. Asher LeBeau is a senior. He had a good year last year as a junior. He is their leading rusher. He rushed for 172 yards last week in that 29-20 victory over Greenfield. But they also have a very talented up-and-coming freshman named Julian Baker, who I'm sure makes LeBeau that much better, another talented back in the backfield. Miami Trace also has a uh, veteran line, some really big guys up there uh, on the line, and they have been a running team this year. They have basically been hard to stop by any team that they've played so far. But Trey Robinette, who started last year at quarterback, can also throw the ball. He's been over 100 yards a couple games. His favorite uh, target is senior wide, end, wide, wide receiver Garrett Guest. Now, Miami Trace has had trouble stopping people, and so a lot of high-scoring games uh, for uh, Trace. A lot of people feel that this game will be decided in the trenches. Jackson... A running team, basically. Miami Trace, a running team, basically. Miami Trace with a good run defense. Jackson with a good run defense. So we'll see what happens. Thank you, Pete Wilson. We are seconds away from the kickoff of tonight's game with the Jackson Ironmen being, uh, the, taking on the host, Miami Trace Panthers. We are going to turn it over to the voice of the Jackson Ironmen, Mr. Dan Dobbin. All right. Thank you, Dan and Pete. And the Jackson Ironmen will kick off to begin tonight's football game. Miami Trace won in the toss, we think, and elected to defer this or to receive the football. They're the certainly Airmen. in a receiving motion, but I'll be honest, when they did the toss, you could not tell from the uh, white hat what the call was or what there was going to happen, but uh, they are receiving, so we will kick off. And we'd love to see the 26th touchback of the year by Ethan Crabtree. What a year this young man has had kicking the ball. All right, back deep. Uh, for the uh, Panthers is Cody Gibbs and number three, 
That is Julian Baker, the freshman. Watch out for him. It is Ethan Crabtree getting the whistle to begin tonight's game. Good crowd on hand. Can you believe it? Week number seven and the weather we've had. Oh, my gosh. Beautiful weather. Here's the kick, and it will be taken at the one-yard line. He fumbles the football out to the 10, picks it up on the hop, and down at the 15-yard line. Great job there of coverage for the Ironman. It was a bobbled kick snap uh, down there. C.J. Crabtree actually wraps him up and brings him down, and they will start this drive. Is it, what are they going to mark about the 16-yard line? First and 10 at the 16-yard yeah. line. Actually, a few yards better than a kick and a touchback kick. Absolutely. Ironman defensively will take a peek out there, but obviously we will have Ryan Taylor, Mike Baker, and 74. Oh, a little different change there. Um, Carl Colson Oyer getting the start for the front three. Trey Robinette is the signal caller for the Panthers. He hands off straight up the middle. That's a blow. And he breaks loose to about the 19, maybe the 20-yard line. Pick up a four as he tried that left side. Nolan Johnson wraps him up, brings him down. Rest of the starters will have in there. Obviously, it'll be Nolan Johnson at one of the outside linebackers. Gavin Jones the other side. A.J. Graham, Drew Wiley starting as the inside linebackers. We'll have Tucker Williams moves up to the strong safety position, replacing Eli Broerman, who we lost last year. Cornerbacks will be Cade Wooford and Eli Ray, and the free safety will once again be Ryan Simon. Second and six, and quarterback keeper around the left end. He's got the first down, and all the way out to the 30-yard line. Trey Robinette with a nice gain of almost 10 yards. That'll be a first down. For the Panthers. Drew Wiley brings him down, but not until first down yardage was gained. They move it out past the third. Oh, right. They're going to mark it right on the 30 yard line. Ball on the far hash mark. Left of course, side. Two good backs in the backfield, and Robinette fakes to one of them and then takes off around the end. He can run the ball, even though the other two backs have gained most of the yardage. From the shotgun formation, wide out to the left side. Two backs be. Behind the quarterback and snap back and a handoff straight up the middle. This time the Jackson defense is there for a one-yard gain. And a nice job there by Colson Oyer coming down from his down tackle position to wrap him up. Very short gain on that play. Yeah. Robinette, the quarterback, last week against uh, Greenfield, rushed for over 70 yards and a touchdown, threw two touchdowns and passed for over 100 yards. So he is very capable at the quarterback position. He's 6'3", 175, and a junior. He has wide out here to the near side of the That's Cody Gibbs, number 35. Jackson, they're all white uniforms. Handoff over the right side. Tucker Williams there is what hit him high. And I think it was... Nolan Johnson gets him low. Both yeah. of them meet him at the carrier. Gains about two yards on that play. So we got our first, really a nice third down, a third and about maybe a long five. Oh, at the 40 or 35-yard line, they need to get... To the 40th. We are just underway in tonight's game. No scores. Miami Trace took the opening kickoff. And they send Gibbs out here to the near side of the field. Back in an eye formation in the shotgun. And the pitch that they take the pitch inside handoff. And Jackson is there. And Noli falls forward and gets back to the line of scrimmage. But that was 
Number three, Julian Baker with the handoff, and he gets nowhere. Good discipline by the backside outside linebacker, Gavin Jones, stayed home. Gavin had that big touchdown reception last week, but he's been solid on both sides of the ball this year for the Ironman. That time makes the tackle, fourth and five, and we have to assume Trace is going to punt, but they certainly aren't in a punt formation. They are not. Unless it's a quick kick. Ironman dropped back for punt. Now they come forward. And now they'll drop into punting formation, and Simeth and Wolford go back deep for the Ironman. Nice when your quarterback is the punter, and you can give a different look. Now he steps back to he punt. He stands at 25, punts it away, end over end, and will go out of bounds at about the 43. But we'll see where they're going to spot the ball after the... Uh, Good fair catch there by head coach Andy Hall. Yeah, right into his red sideline. And they'll say they should move it ahead of where he's standing because it went out of bounds a yard or two before him. Well, that's where it's going to be, right at the 43-yard line. Okay. Okay, good field position for the Ironman offensively. All right. 22-yard punt there by Robinette. Colson so Oyer. Pretty good, pretty good position. We'll get to start at that right tackle position again. Ryan Taylor, the guard. Hunter Seitz, the center. Dylan DeLong, the other guard, and Jake Jake Allen, the offensive line that has improved. Cody Wolford hands off to Cade Wolford in the backfield. He's bo- he bottled up, and then he breaks loose for about five, maybe a six, uh, seven-yard gain out to the 50-yard line. Oh, I like it when you keep counting like that. They're going to mark him back to the 49. Yeah. Thought he crossed the 50, but... Certainly looked like he did, and they're going to say a knee touched at the 49 of the iron, but it is a six-yard gain. Second and four. Brian Simetz, who had two receiving touchdowns last week at one split or at the outside linebacker. Tight ends, Drew Wiley, Gavin Jones, A.J. Graham. Any one of the two, one, two or three could be on the field at any given time. Bodie Wofford once again the starting quarterback. Cade Wofford the running back. Nolan Johnson the other back. Quick pitch to the near side of the field. Was Cade Wolford has the ball, crosses midfield, gets close to the first down. Let's take a look at it. I think it's going to be a third and a foot or so. It's going to be short a couple feet. Ball placed at the Trace 47-yard line. Simetz reports into the huddle, brings the play in. Really about a half yard, Danny, on this. Not much at all. No score in the game. 7.35 to go. First quarter. Jackson on the move. Bodie Wolford hands off to Kay, looking for room, and he dances to the right, scoots around one tackler, and picks up the first down at the 42-yard line. Right side of that offensive line, Taylor kind of good push over there, good lead block by Nolan Johnson, and Kay dances his way to a first down. I'm going to call it the 43. It is a first down for the Ironman, and they move the ball into Panther territory. This is their first drive of the game. And Wolford comes out wide to the left side as Bodie Wolford stands in the gun. And he'll hand off left side with some room. Some it's Nolan Johnson because Kate Wolford down the sideline all the way. 43 yards. Touchdown, Jackson. It's Nolan Johnson with the run. Breaks it to the left side. Gets around containment. Kate's running right next to him. Actually was staying there stride for stride. Both of them would have scored, I think, on that play. But Nolan Johnson has exploded into as a running back the last two weeks, well over 100 yards. And now he gets that touchdown run to start the Ironman off with their first possession score. Number six for the Ironman. Figured I'd get it right one of these. Yeah, it's tough. We need TV numbers, the bigger numbers. And there's the kick by Crabtree. And on the way, it's good. Barely Seven stays nothing. in Fayette County. 7 nothing, Jackson. 
here in the first quarter. We'll be back with more Ironman football right after this time. Hi, this is Kristen Mershon, the director of the Rye Green Jackson Center. If you are interested in taking college classes towards an associate degree, obtaining a certification in the in-demand jobs that are needed in our workforce, come and talk to me. The Jackson Center is 980 East Main Street, Jackson, Ohio, and my phone is 740-288-0284. I would love to help you through the entire process, financial aid and all. I can do it all. Thanks. Do you have a roofing or siding project? At Higgins, they manufacture steel roofing and siding every business day with 16 colors in stock and 70,000 pieces of trim. They are prepared to ship your project immediately. Remember Higgins for your 40-year warranted, Energy Star compliant, American-made steel roofing and siding. Located on AC Avenue, just off 35 in Jackson. Call 800-782-4239 or visit them on the web at HigginsRoofing.com. Using Crabtree's kickoff. Well, it's in the end zone, about a yard deep, and that'll be a touchback. Pete Wilson? All right. Um, for the Ironmen on their opening drive, can't do much better than that. They get the ball in good field position at the 43 after the short punt and the defensive stop. Took them only four plays to go 57 yards, all on the ground. Of course, the big play, the touchdown. Nolan Johnson explodes around the end. Must have had some good blocking, but uh, he was running fast as well. 43 yards and a touchdown for Nolan. Extra point was good by Ethan Crabtree. Ironman off to a 7-0 lead here with 6.57 to go here in the first quarter. And it's Trey Robinette again for the Panthers in the shotgun formation. Unbalanced line to the left side. They go that way and trying to find some blockers, pushing his way out to near the 29-yard line. Good run there on first down. Eli Ray with the tackle. I think that was uh, Bryson Wallace about here. No, that was LeBeau. I'm sorry, LeBeau. That was a nice first down play, about eight and a half, nine yards, second and very short for this Miami Trace team who does like to hang their hat on running the football. Bryce Delaney in at one of the down tackle positions for the Ironman in this possession. Back to either side of the quarterback who stands in the shotgun. Robinette takes the snap, and this time a right side, and he does not pick up the first down. Gets to the 29-yard line, and that'll do it. been a tackle for a loss in there. That was Asher LeBeau once again with the carry, but this time he goes nowhere. Ryan Taylor in there with the first hit on that particular play. Had some help in there by Cade Wolford, and they show for no gain, so still third and one. Six minutes remaining. 7 nothing is your score. Jackson with the lead. And the Panthers looking at a third down and a long one at their own 28-and-a-half-yard line. Gibbs comes out wide to the right side. Bodie Wolford in there at a free safety position this possession. And back and bottled up. And wow. he's not going to make the first down. I don't think so. I don't think they can give it to him. Now, they're marking him awfully close to the 30. And matter of fact, they are going to show it as a first down. It's touching the 30. It's got to be a first down where they laid the ball down. But, boy, our defensive front, Baker, Taylor, Delaney, inside linebackers, both did a great job on that play. Xander Irvin was in on that snap as one of the inside linebackers, along with Drew Wiley. It's going to measure, um, but it's it's started at the the 20. If the lines are straight, it's got to be a first because the ball is straddling the 30-yard line. It has to be, yeah. If they put the ball down, put the chain where it's supposed to be. The chain is legit, and it is. It's the first down. 
by inches. Last two snaps defensively, very strong for the Ironmen. Got, remember, they got nine yards on the first down play. They barely convert the first down. The Ironmen shuffling in some new bodies along that defensive front. It's 7-0 Jackson, but Trace picks up their second first down. Gibbs comes again wide to the right side. And Robinette will hand off the first back through, and he's hit right at the line of scrimmage. I think that was LeBeau once again, and he maybe got a half a yard. Xander Irvin got there, helped by Bryce Delaney. He had him low. Xander had him high. Tucker Williams finishes him off. Pretty good team effort there for about a little less than a one-yard game. Call it second and long for the Panthers. Four minutes and 55 seconds ago in the first quarter, the Ironman scored on four plays to make it 7 nothing. Nobody's thrown a pass yet, have they? So it's kind of a quick-moving quarter. It certainly is. And now the Panthers looking at a second and long. Quick pitch to the left side to LeBeau, trying to get the corner. And from behind, he's tracked down and Big time play. Tucker Williams from his strong safety position just was like a missile shooting through there and wraps up that quick pitch to the wide side of the field and makes the open field tackle. Moves him back a yard, puts it now third and exactly ten. Exactly defines the job of a strong safety there. Right, bullet to the football on that sweep, and it's a loss on the play. Now looking at a third down and back to ten yards. Senior Grant McCarty in at the nose guard position for this snap. On the shotgun. Robinette and movement along the line of scrimmage, and they're going to be whistled for delay of game. So move them back five yards. And for the Panthers, it'll be third down and 15 from their own 25-yard line. Last week, we didn't have the luxury of having the uh, scoreboards in the end zone to let you know how much time's left. Tough on quarterbacks. The 25 seconds now starts here, and the quarterbacks have a pretty good eye, but got fooled on that one. On the left hash mark, third and 15. Back to Poe is, or pass is the quarterback. And Balls dropped. The quarter, making a catch, and then the ball comes out. The Ironmen say they have it at the 31-yard line. Big hit there by Gavin Jones on the receiver. He was going to bring him down for little to no gain, and all of a sudden the ball gets knocked out. Did the Ironmen recover it? I'm not sure who got it for Jackson, but we had multiple white helmets there diving for that loose ball. We're going to recover it around the 31 yard line. The Ironmen take over first and 10 at the Panther 31. Short field to work with as Bodie Wolford tracks, trots onto the field. Final instructions from Coach Andy Hall. First turnover of the game for either team and it's the 10th turnover forced by this Ironman defense. Ironman only have three turnovers for the whole season at this point. Wolford stands in the shotgun, takes the snap, hands off left side, another hole as it gets around one, and crossing the 30 down to the 30 or the 26-yard line. Nolan Johnson stiff arm and moving, getting to the outside. That was a very similar play that went for a touchdown. That time a little better pursuit by Trace, but he still picks up three or four yards yeah, on that first down. Yeah, a gain of four, snap. mark him at the 27-yard line of uh, the Panthers. We're down to 3:15 remaining in this first quarter where the Ironmen are moving and they lead it seven to nothing. Ironman on the near side hash here in front of the visiting stands and our bench. That way, Bodie Woofer can run over and get the call directly. Talk to from Coach Hall. 
two tight ends for the Ironman. As Wolford stands in the shotgun, takes the snap, and he'll keep it. Run around the end. He got, he's got a block, tucks it in, and he picks up yardage close to the 20-yard line. Should be right at first down yardage. Let's see where they mark him. Just outside of the 20, they're going to mark him the 21. We might be inches short, and that's what it is. It looks like third and about two feet. Bodie, we're just watching a quarterback mature so much. He's thrown for over 100 yards the last two weeks, three touchdowns last week, and also showing the ability to run the ball. Absolutely. As the airmen break the huddles, Ryan Simons goes wide to the right side, backs in the eye. Everybody else inside. Here's a handoff to Kay. Kay cuts it right and then back to the left, and he picks up the first down inside the 15, make it the 14-yard line, and it's first and 10, Jackson. Once again, the eye formation. Nice job there by that offensive line, making some things happen. And there is Jeb Thompson at that right guard position, and that's right where Cade ran. Also note, the, for the second week in a row, Caden Condit not dressed. He said he told us last week he thought he'd be back this week. Wasn't quite ready, they said, so probably next week we'll see him. All right, first and ten, Jackson. And hand off to Cade. Cade goes across. Ball comes oh, loose. loose. I, let's see if they call it down. They are going to call him down at the eight-yard line. Actually, Cade tried to reach the ball forward for a few extra feet. I think the turf knocked it out. Should be Jackson possession, and that's exactly what it's going to be. First, or not first, it's at the eight-yard line. We can get a first down, but we need to get down around the, the three. Two-and-a-half, three-yard line. Yeah. Seven-to-nothing Jackson. The Ironman go work on. Bryce Delaney, and they're in the eye-back formation, the front back. And here's the sweep to the left side, looking for blockers, and pulled down from behind is Cade Wolford, making that nice tackle. It's number 57, Jaden Jones, comes from behind and tracks him down. Boy, he's the one man that probably stopped that play. It looked like we had some bodies out in front for Cade to maybe get in the end zone, but he gets there quickly, so the ball's be marked at the sixth. It's going to be third and a long one for Jackson here. As we said, just inside the five can be another first down. All at the six-yard line. And this time right side, handoff to Wolford. Wolford working his way, trying to push forward, and they'll stop the clock to take a look. It'll bring up. Should be a first down about the four-yard line. It is a first they do mark it, yes. First down and goal for the Airmen. Tucker Williams will bring a play in from the sideline. 37 seconds. Clock moving here, remaining in this first quarter play. Williams splits out wide to the right for the Ironman. Once again, the eye formation, Delaney up front. And off to the eye back. Big hole opened up on the right side, and the Ironman go ahead with the second touchdown of the game for Kate, or this one for Kate Wolford. Good blocking in there. Hunter Seitz looked like Jeff Thompson involved. Colson Oyer, good hole. Good cut by the running back. We kind of expect it for touchdown number 17 on the season, and the Ironman have their second score here in the first quarter. C.J. Crabtree will hold. Gavin Jones will snap. Ethan Crabtree's kick is on the way and good. 14 to nothing is your score. 
just 18 seconds remaining in this first quarter play. We're going to stay right here because we'll take That's, a quarter break in a moment. But yes. what, the Ironman capitalizing on a miscue. Well, and just grinding it out, doing a nice job. Haven't thrown the ball yet, but you get a short field, you have to take advantage of it. One of the stats that's going to jump out to us, and we'll get to the stat man here in a second, is the fact that the Ironman, only three turnovers in seven, six-plus games. Jackson's opponents have ten now, so that's an advantage that's hard to overcome. Pete? That was seven plays, 31 yards, a workmanlike drive. Do take advantage of the turnover. Turn it into six points on the other end. The touchdown comes on a four-yard run by the quick-footed Cade Wolford. Another touchdown for him, number 17 of the season. Extra point by Mr. Automatic, Ethan Crabtree, 14 to nothing. Ironman lead, only 18 seconds left here in quarter number one. And Crabtree will tee it up at the 40-yard line for his third time to kick this evening. Boy, certainly when you win the toss and you decide to receive, certainly not the result you want in that first quarter for the uh, Miami Trace Panthers, down by two scores already. 18 seconds remaining in this first quarter. Here's the kick by Crabtree. It's a deep one, and it will sail about nine wow. yards deep. That's probably as long as of the year. What that up, just, yeah. just about hit the end line. And the height. Great height, too. College coaches, take a look at this young man. He can kick her. Yeah. He can. Uh, so the ball comes out to the 20-yard line for Trey Robinette and his Panthers down by 14 to the Jackson Ironman. Seconds left here in this first quarter of play. The Panthers break the huddle. Gibbs out wide to the right. There's a man in motion. Takes a low snap. Back to pass. Over the middle. Wide open. The catch is dropped at the 38-yard line. Boy, Gibbs got wide open behind that Jackson defense. And he was a little behind him. A little behind. He got hands on it. But it would have been a tough catch. But I tell you, good play-action fake by Robinette. That freed things up for the receiver. Yes, it did. As Grant McCarty comes into the Ironman along that defensive line. Just uh, 13 seconds now. Clock has stopped it on the incomplete pass. Second pass of the evening. Both have been done by the Panthers. One resulted in a turnover. That one could have been a big play. Asher LeBeau in the backfield. Leading ball care. He's a senior. Four-year starter. Handoff over the right side and out to about the 25-yard line. Here's LeBeau and... And that will do it. That's the end of the first quarter of play here at Miami Trace High School. The Jackson Ironman lead 14 to nothing. We'll be back with second quarter action right after this timeout. Come and get it! The Happenings Bistro is located at 1130 Pennsylvania Avenue in Wellston and prides itself on providing a wide variety of home-cooked dishes. They're open Monday through Saturday 11 to 830 and Sunday 11 to 7 for both dine-in and take-out. Stop by or call 740-855-4445 to find out what the daily special is today. That's 740-855-4445. The Happenings Bistro, providing comfort food with local flair. An alarming number of preteens are already drinking alcohol, which makes it urgent to find every opportunity to talk to your kids about the dangers of underage drinking. They really do hear you. For tips on what to say, visit talktheyhearyou.samhsa.gov. That's talktheyhearyou.samhsa.gov. 
This has been a public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, Gallia Jackson Meg's Adam H. Board, and Jackson County Spark. Welcome back to Jackson Ironman Football, 14-0 your score. The Ironman lead it as we open up this second quarter of play. Ironman 88 total yards. They haven't had to go very far on their touchdown drives, but they've been perfect. Two, two possessions, two touchdowns. Miami Trace has got a couple first downs, but no touchdowns. And, of course, they had the big turnover there. They start the second quarter down 14 to nothing. Yeah, actually, what shot him in the foot, they had a, not a great punt on their first possession and then a Ball, turnover. Ball's loose on the field and all the way back to the 10-yard line. LeBeau goes back to recover the fumble. Looked like uh, Robinette wanted to hand off and... Nobody was there. Ball got kicked and all the way back to the... I'm on the market about this. And they're going to put it at the 13-yard line. Wow, and this will be fourth down. And about 14, maybe 15 yards to go. It's going to make your punters stand right about the goal line. It's going to stand at the two. Jackson should get great field position for really the third possession tonight. All right, one man back deep for the Ironman. I think that's Simon. Simon's back there, the lone good snap back. from center. Simon's. Oh, that's good a good kick. kick, and it sends Simon's back. He lets it bounce. Wow. What a big over the. Simon takes it at the 29-yard line, up the near side or the far side of the field. Good return after he had that ball crack it down well over his head. Great play there by Simon's. Really, the punt was over his head. He chased it down, which is a gutsy thing to do, and returns it for. Some yards get the Ironman back over the 40-yard line. Pete Wilson, how's your math skills? Uh, let's give Mr. Robinette a 57-yard punt. Nice distance and then got a great bounce as well. But Simons, over his shoulder, picks up that ball uh, in midair and then is able to return it to the 40-yard line. And that's where the Ironman will start. 11-yard return. First and 10 from the their own 40-yard line. Simons comes out wide. Right side, you're here on the near side of the field. I formation. And play action. Looking, going deep down the middle to Simons. He's got him out there. And it's caught at the 31 in traffic. Now down the side of the 20, far side of the field. He's tackled at the 18-yard line. He threw that into triple coverage. Simons went up and pulled it in. Play action fake. Really a nice job by Bodie. Throws it out there. Simons had beat the defense with the throw. He, he was wise enough to come back and pick the ball off in a crowd. We're seeing Ryan Simons being a big, big play receiver for this Ironman offense. At the 19-yard line, first and 10, Jackson. How he, long was that one, Pistol? A 41-yard completion there. And Mr. Simons, the Ironman's... Not we've had a lot of pass completions, but he is the leading receiver coming into this game. I believe that's number 10 for him, and he's had some good yardage catches. All right. He went high in the air and pulled that one out. Charlie Woodard comes out wide to the right, and here's a handoff back, to, and it's Cade Wolford going down to about the 15-yard line. That's actually Nolan. Sorry about <laughs> that. They <laughs> are so hard to tell from big, but You got the yardage perfect. I got it right. Yes, yes you did. <laughs> All right. So it's a gain of nearly four, yep. three and a half, four yards for the Ironman. We're just underway in the second quarter, and the Ironman threatening again. They're at the 15-yard line and up by 14. Cade with one-on-one coverage on the white side of the field. Ironman wanting to pass into the corner of the end zone, and it will be caught, and it will be a touchdown. Boy, 
you could just see he had one-on-one coverage out there. Cage too good to guard with one man. Bodie knows that, threw it up in the air. Cage just fought for it between the defender and rips it out of his hands and holds on to it. Another touchdown for the Ironmen. That one goes brother to brother for the touchdown. It's their first passing touchdown this evening, and the Airmen up by 20. Touchdown number 18 on the season for Cade. Crabtree's extra point. Over the scoreboard. It's up and good. 21 nothing. Here's your score. We have 9 minutes and 43 seconds remaining before halftime. And we'll be back as Jackson Airman football continues on Mix 96 FM. Good people bring good people. At Buckeye Construction and Restoration, it's the foundation of our projects and our company. What started in a garage with two people and a dream now employs over 100 with offices locally in Wellston, Waterford, and Cincinnati. BCR offers competitive salaries, professional development opportunities, and an employee referral bonus program. Join one of the fastest growing companies in the Midwest by calling 833-775-1595 or visit bcrmco.com to apply. BCR, preserving our history with the hands of craftsmen. Like the hard work of off-season conditioning and pre-season training to prepare a team for a grueling season ahead, now is the time to start thinking and preparing for next tax season so on tax day, you score big. Be on the winning team and let H&R Block of Jackson's experienced tax professionals lead you to victory. Call Sally or Allison at 740-286-5601 for all your personal and business tax questions. H&R Block of Jackson. They know everything about taxes. Another high kickoff by Crasher is taken at the two-yard line and returning out over the 25 and out near the 27-yard line is Asher LeBeau and penalty markers come in late from the play. Bryce Delaney in on that tackle. Had some help by Jordan Causey. Let's see what the penalty is. Let's hope the White Hat does better than he did with the coin flip. Jackson penalized 15 yards for personal foul. That'll be added on to the return and move the ball out near midfield. Far and away their best field position. Pete Wilson, did you like that Wooford-to-Wooford pass exchange? Absolutely. The brothers get together. They had one called back last week, uh, but uh, this one goes 15 yards. Bodie saw Cade break open. Uh, threw the pass into the end zone. By the time the ball got there, there was a defender there, but, of course, Mr. Cade wins the jump ball. Ironman lead 21-0 after the Crabtree extra point. From their own 43-yard line, first and 10, the Ironman jump off sides. So they have a little self-destruction. Penalties on two consecutive plays will give the Panthers a... First down and five at their own 48-yard line. Jackson rotating players in Jeff Thompson, who's played some guard, now getting a couple snaps at the down tackle position. Also see getting some play out there will be senior Caden Priest. He is the far side cornerback. He wears number 85 for the red and white. Now on first and five from their own 48-yard line. Quarterback Bodie Wolford still in there at the free safety position. 9.36 to go before halftime. And handoff to LeBeau, and LeBeau crosses midfield down to about the 48-yard line, be close to first down. Drew Wiley wraps him up low. He does fall forward, and they're going to make it up. Have they moved, announced it yet? It is a first down. The chains are moving. Just got it barely, but... 
Trace puts a first down together after back-to-back penalties by the Ironmen, and they're in Jackson territory. First time they've done that this evening, and we're here in the second quarter. From the right hash mark, they have Gibbs coming wide to the left. Again, from the shotgun formation, Robinette takes it, rides the into the uh, ball into the belly of the fullback. That's a fake, and then he keeps it himself and picks up a, about three yards. Down to the 44-yard line. Ryan Taylor in there with a host of other armor. I think Baker was involved in that tackle. Linebackers right now are A.J. Graham, Drew Wiley out on the field for Jackson. Second and seven with eight minutes and 40 seconds to go before halftime. Jackson with a 21-0 lead. Here's a pitch to the right side to LeBeau, trying to get the corner on the short side of the field. Run out of bounds. And around the 37-yard line, that'll be short of the first down. All LeBeaux have excellent speed. The older brother, he was truly one of the top players in the Frontier Athletic Conference his senior year. This young man, also a player. They got a little bit of a Jackson connection. We talked about that. The late Randy Burnside was their grandfather. He was an assistant coach many years ago for Jackson. Went on to start uh, football at Southeastern High School and had a great career as an assistant coach here at Miami Trace. All right, the Panthers break the huddle on third down and one at the Ironman's 38-yard line. Man in motion, and Robinette will keep it going around the right side. He's got the first down and some more as he gets close to the 32-yard line. Robinette showed some ability there, kind of carried the pile, fell forward, had plenty of room for that first down. I know he's a player. I'll tell you, a player we haven't seen yet be involved, but he's an outstanding athlete, Garrett Guest. He's a six foot four wide receiver for Trace, and at some point, they're going to utilize that young man. He caught two touchdowns just last week. The Ironman take a timeout to stop uh, the Miami Trace drive here. A little break in the action, 8.26 to go, and we'll be back right after this. Keep your athlete in action with Holzer's Saturday morning sports injury clinics. Doctors Kelly Rausch and Charles Zurenberg offer Saturday morning clinics at Holzer Sycamore and Gallipolis from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. and the Holzer Clinic in Jackson from 9 a.m. to noon every Saturday during the fall sports season. Dr. Rausch and Dr. Z have the experience and team to keep your athlete in action. Holzer Sports Medicine. No appointment necessary. Walk-ins are welcome. 8.26 to go after the Ironman call a timeout, maybe to think about regrouping. They're all huddled around Dick Taylor over here on the near sideline. It's back to pass. Wide open is Gibbs in the, in the corner. Did he get into the end zone before he fell? Yes. Touchdown, Miami Trey. Wide open was half-back pass, and they've done that pitch back a number of times, so they suckered the Ironman defense in. And they just had to make the completion because the receiver was open by about 10 yards, maybe more. And he just had to make sure he got inside the, the flag or the cone for the end zone. He did, and Miami traces on the board. He'll try for the extra point. Looks like number 89, and that's Ian Mavis will attempt the extra point. He's a junior. Snap is there. Kick is muffled. And the the holder throws it up for grabs into the end zone, and it's incomplete. 
Oh, the and then they call a flag late. I think the throw would have been over the back of the end zone, even though receiver was near it. Ironman might get called for interference, which would give him about half the distance and probably might try for two. That certainly, that play had a lot of mistakes involved in it, and they might end up being okay. Yeah, the keeper in Knox was the holder, and uh, he must have hold and picked it up and just uh, under duress, lobbed it high into the end zone, and it was incomplete, but the airmen, I believe, are going to be filed or, fought, or penalized for pass interference. Yeah, I think we shoved the receiver, though we you know, before the ball got past him, so it is interference. The ball's going to be at the one and a half, and they'll play for two now. I nope, they're going to still kick. You know, and they still put it on the ten yard line. Interesting. Usually, you move it up that yard and a half, but we'll see what happens on this one. All right. He knocks. Harry moves it up. Moves it up three yards. Probably yelled at from the coaching staff on the sideline. Snap. This time is good. Kick on the way. And it is up and good. 21-7 your score. Jackson leads Miami Trace. A break in the action. We'll be back with more Jackson Ironman football after this timeout. Hello, Osborne Equipment Service. I need to order pizza. We don't have any pizza. Can I get a cheeseburger? We don't have any food. I think you might have the wrong number. You always say you have something for everyone. We do with parts and service for trucks, trailers, buses, and RVs. And we're family-owned and operated. We don't do food, but I've got a truck so I can go pick up a pizza if you want. While you're at it, my mom wants a salad. Your diesel specialist since 1979. Osborne Equipment Service in Jackson, Ohio. Call 800-937-3501. Let's go out and do something. Something like what? I don't know. Something fun. Something exciting. Something new. Something delish. I know. Let's go bowling at Leela Lane's and eat pizza at Amore's Pizzeria. Yeah. Bowling is something fun and exciting. Especially with something new at Leela Lane's. Especially with new renovations underway at Leela Lane's. Not to forget that Amore's Pizzeria is right inside of Leela Lane's. Let's go now. Leela Lane's in Amore's Pizzeria. Something great. Mavis will kick it off for the Panthers. He squibs it down the middle of the field, picked up the 16-yard line by the Ironman. Out to 30, 35, out to the 40-yard line. I want to say a knee test at the 38-yard line for Cade Wolfers. Baseball skills for Cade. You see him scoop that with one hand. Made a nice return. Gives the Ironman pretty good field position. Pete Wilson. Okay, Wolfers, by the way, there gets a 22-yard return on a fairly short kickoff, so that was good. But uh, Miami Trace. Not down and out yet as they take advantage of a good field position, a couple Ironman penalties. Uh, they score on a trick play, a halfback pass by uh, Enox to um, Gage Henry, who is a backup quarterback, by the way, a freshman, for 33 yards. Extra point is good. It's now a 21-7 game. There's a snap back to Wolfram. He hands it off to the, left, to the right side. And... That was Nolan Johnson. He did, refused to go down, and finally they just blew the whistle as forward progress was stopped after about a six-yard gain. Right side of that offensive line. Good job there. There was room to run. All right. Obviously, Colson Oyer over there. From their own 43-yard line, it's second and five for the Airmen. Cade Wolford splits wide to the right. Shotgun for Bodie. And he's looking to pass, going down the sideline to Cade, and pass is incomplete at the 23-yard line. Double coverage on Cade Wolford over here, but he had an opportunity 
get a couple hands on it, but it was reaching over the defender. Actually, pretty good throw by Bodie. Gave him, gave him an opportunity, well covered. Kate does a good job of making sure if he can't get it, nobody's going to get it. Exactly. It goes incomplete. Yep. 7.28 to go. Hawk stopped as Bodie comes to the side to get the play from Coach Hall. Andrew Irvin in there at the right guard position, right next to Colson Oyer on the right side. Wide outs to both sides for the Ironman. And a handoff to Nolan Johnson. Got some room. Got some room around that left end. Stays on his feet. Gets to midfield. Has the first down as he crosses to the 49. Left side of that line, Jake Allen over there. Dylan DeLong had two tight ends. So you had Gavin Jones in there also. Good blocks, and they actually gave him some room to run before he carries the tackler across the 50-yard line to the 49. 21-7, your score with 7-10 remaining in the first half. Jackson jumped up the three-touchdown lead, and then Miami Trace came back to score on their last possession. From, their own, from the Panther 49-yard line, two in a slot to the right side. Uh, Kay goes in motion. He gets the handoff and kind of bottled up right around the line of scrimmage, maybe falling forward for a half a yard. Flag comes in from the uh, white hat deep in the backfield, so it's probably going to go against the Ironman. Shot block is going to be the call against Jackson. That play just didn't, didn't have good rhythm at all, did it? It just didn't. Kate didn't have much opportunity there. Never did develop. It's a 15-yard penalty 15, from the that's a biggie. previous spot. Moves the ball back to the 36-yard line. First and 25 now for the Ironman. Changes your play calling just a touch. Lyra comes out wide to the right for the Ironman. And here's a snap back to Wolford. Flushed out of the pocket. Penalty fights come in, and from behind, Enoch brings down Bodie Wolford at the 30-yard line. We have a penalty flag here on the near side of the field. It looks like it's going to be holding against Miami Trace. It is against Miami Trace. That's a break. Boy, they came in from the backside. We're able to wrap Bodie up and bring him down. What would have been another loss, but this one, the Ironmen get the good side of the call. I think that'll carry an automatic first down. Well, but it we Oh, yeah, that's right. It will. Absolutely. Boy, is that a break when it's first and about 25. All right, first and 10 now. And they spot the ball at the back of the 49-yard line. About where we were when uh, Nolan Johnson crossed the 50 to the 49. Uh, Boy, they still are debated. confusion out here by the officials. Yep. Should be a first down whenever they decide where it's going to go. It was the 36-yard line. That would be a 10-yard penalty, so it should move the ball to the 46 and a automatic first down is what I'm thinking. We'll see what they're thinking. They are walking off the penalty now, and they are going to put it on the 46. But the chains haven't moved yet, but I think they should. That's going to say first and 15 now. Yep. Wasn't an automatic first down. Okay. High formation for the Ironman. 
And handoff to the eye bag. That's Kay going around the left side. He breaks it into the open. He's at the 35, 40, or down to the 30. He will go all the way. Touchdown, Jackson. Jackson pulled both guards, Xander Irvin and Jeff Thompson. They were trapping on that one. Cade gets across the line of screenage. Jeb Thompson gets a beautiful block. Cade cuts against the grain, and then it's a foot race, and we haven't seen him lose one of those yet. Another touchdown for Cade Wolford. And the airman back on top by three scores. Great job there by that offensive line. C.J. Crabtree will hold as Gavin Jones snaps. Crabtree's kick. It's good. 28-7 to with 6.04 to go here in the first half. The Ironman with the lead, and we'll be back as Jackson Ironman football continues right after this. Make the most of every lawn with Kubota Commercial Landscaping Equipment. From the productivity-boosting Z700 mower to the reliable SVL track loader, it's a lineup built to get the job done right. Because when your reputation is on the line, you need equipment that will never let you down. Visit your local Kubota dealer today, Ricer Equipment of Lucasville on US 23, or find them in Jackson at 486 Burlington Road for a demo. Also visit them online at ricerequipment.com or find them on Facebook today. When your vehicle or semi finds itself stuck on the road, call the rescue team at Angles Garage and Wrecker Service located at 10992 Chillicothe Pike in Jackson. They provide 23 and a half hours of damage-free towing and recovery service. Whether you need roadside service, a tow, or repairs, you can count on their team to get the job done. Angles Garage and Wrecker Service is also an authorized U-Haul dealer. Call Angles Garage and Wrecker Service at 577-3636. Let's hook up. Ethan Crabtree will kick off for the Ironman after they score their last touchdown. This kickoff will be taken at the two-yard line, center of the field. And that's Gibbs with it. He returns it out past the 20 on the far side of the field, tackling around the 23-yard line. Good job on the coverage once again by that kickoff team. Eli Davis wraps him up and brings him down pistol. All right, the Ironman for the fourth time, fourth possession. Gold again, Pater, four plays, 64 yards. Breaking loose, unsurprisingly, is Cade Wolford uh, on uh, what goes down as a 54-yard touchdown run. That young man has three touchdowns, two on the ground, three in the, or one in the air. Extra point is good by Crabtree, fourth of the night for him in four tries. Ironman lead 28-7. Trace has five, 57 to work with. From their own 23-yard line, first and 10, trips out wide the left side. And Robinette wants the throw, goes that way, and it's caught by Enoch. He's brought down at the 25-yard line after a two-yard game. Tucker Williams, good coverage out there, strong safety position, helped by Drew Wiley, short gain on there. We're seeing C.J. Crabtree, a freshman, getting some snaps at the far cornerback position on the other side. So it's second and eight. As that first half puck hits five minutes and 30 seconds. Football fans that are listening out there, you're probably fans of Gridiron Glory, great high school show that comes on at 1130 on WOSUB. They are going to do a little thing on Cade Wolford tonight. What a great night to be doing it after he has three touchdowns the first half. Here's Robinette wanting to pass. He's in trouble. Forced out of the backfield. Now he'll go down for the sack. And Nolan Nolan Johnson Johnson gets him from behind. Chases him down from his backside outside linebacker position. Nolan's been very involved tonight, offense and defense. And give uh, credit to the secondary there because Robinette had some time to find someone, couldn't, and so he had to scramble, and then that's when Johnson got him. 
Got an update on that Wellston Golden Rock at Nelson, New York game. 21-0. Nelson, New York leads at half. Tri-Valley Game of the Year will be in a couple weeks. Benton County and Nelsonville, York, we would guess. Trips to the right for the... Here comes the airman on the play. Robin Nash trying to loot. He's out of the pocket, forced to the left, and run out of bounds at the 30-yard line. Really good open field tackle there by Gavin Jones to keep him short of the yard each needed. Now, he was able to pick up positive yards, so it's going to be a fourth and a long... A long two or a short three, whatever you want to call it. Let's see what Miami Trace chooses to do. The ball is on their own 30-yard line. Wow, that'd be dangerous. Yes, it would be. And that's, it's not like it's one yard. Still 4.06 remaining in the first half of play. The the They're lining up as if they're going to put, run it as, down. As they do. Let's see if Robinette drops back and will punt. They're down 28-7. Takes a snap, hands off, and getting the first down out out to the 46, maybe the 47-yard line. Wow, that's a gutsy play, and I will say this. They didn't fool Jackson. They just got the job done. They needed three. They pick up four. Jackson was thinking their possibility was there, but they run right between the garden, right side garden center gap and picked up enough yards. Ironman's starting to lick their lips here as the uh, ball was... Still had uh, been around the 30-yard line, 35-yard line with over three minutes to go. But nonetheless, it's first and ten for the Panthers. Trips to the right. Robinette. And he'll hand on a play action. He rolls to his right now, has pressure, and now coming back to his left, looking, looking, still in trouble, and forcing it up. It's caught here on the near side of the field and by uh, Malachi Jones, and Jones does a nice job. I think he's got the first down. At the 43-yard line, or 47-yard line. Probably that showed a lot of athletic ability there. We came after him. He made multiple Ironman miss him in the backfield. Looked like he could have even run for it, but nice touch pass over the pressure to get it to Malachi Jones, and they get another first down. All right. White House to both sides, and here's uh, Robinette rolling to the right. Got pressure from behind again, and there's a pass high in the air intended for Enoch, and it's over his head. Not able to get one hand on it as he was falling. Good coverage there. Threw it a little bit behind him. He got a hand on it, but good coverage there by Tucker Williams. Goes incomplete. Stops the clock with 3.05 to go. Boy, would they like to get a score here before halftime to maybe duplicate last week's halftime score of 28-14. Ironman on the other end love one more possession because we get the ball to start the third quarter. And it's three minutes and five seconds to go. Second and ten at their own 47-yard line. One running back behind Robinette, and they, he gets the call. And Gavin Jones, fumble on the play, and they're going to rule him down. Oh, I don't know if I agree that with that one. Uh, I, thought it, I thought it was. Gavin right. wraps him up, brings him down, and the ball bounces free. You know, without, the, I, without instant replay. Like he was still falling, but uh, nonetheless, it's a pickup out. To the 48-yard line of Jackson. It's third down and a long five. Gibbs goes wide to the right. Slot that way. And here's Robinette rolling. Rolling right. Throwing it upfield. And the ball incomplete. And that'll bring up a fourth down and five for the Panthers. They ran an out pattern to try to pick up the yardage needed. Well, good coverage out there by C.J. Crabtree. That pass goes incomplete. Let's see if they got another fake in their arsenal. They need a few more yards this time. 
Well, that they have done a play off a fake punt before. Uh, that was a different kind of fake punt because they really never dropped into punt formation, but still probably a little bit of a surprise. I think Coach Williams knows he has to score, so look for them to maybe go for it. They yep. line up a shotgun formation. Now they drop into a punting formation. Robin at the punter. Ryan Simon's back deep for Jackson. Here's the kick end over end. And kicked away from Simon. He'll take it on a one hop at the nine yard line. Starts up field and brought down before he reaches the 15 yard line. Made a couple of tacklers miss, but gets it out to the 14. Once again, catches it off the bounce. That could have rolled inside the five, so it might have saved us a few yards there. Pete? Okay, that is a good punt there by Robinette. 39 yards, pins the arm in back. However, Simon does. Uh, get a return. Uh, looks like they're putting it down at the 14-yard line, so a five-yard return there by the sophomore. So Jackson will take over at their 14-yard line with 2.17 to go. Let's see how Coach Hall plays this. I like Robinette. He's a good football player. He certainly is. Interesting to me that they punted on fourth and five after going for it from their own 36. All right. It's 28-7. to seven. For the airmen, they have the ball. Bodie Wolford wanting to pass, looking. Now rolls to his right, and he'll run it out of bounds, stopping the clock. He only picks up a couple. Actually, only one yard, but he gets out of bounds to stop the clock. Couldn't find anybody open. He's rolling to his right. Did the right thing to get out of bounds. You're right. That stops it. Still 2.09 to go. Yeah, deep in your own territory, you certainly don't want to turn the ball over. You know, already up. Uh, 28 to 7. Don't want to give Miami Trace any open doors here. Jackson does have two timeouts left if they can make something happen here, second and long. The Ironman will work from the right hash mark as Simons goes wide to the right, to the short side of the field. And back to the eye. Here comes the blitz, and the handoff goes. Oh, there's a play action, and Wolfer rolling left, looking to pass, looking, looking. It, now he'll run, and he gets out of bounds. Around the 23-yard line. Did pick up positive yards there. Didn't see anything downfield. Did a good job. Tuck it and get what you can, Bodie. And he did that. Stops the clock again. Third down and two now for the Aaron. Clock is stopped at 2.01 remaining. Tucker Williams coming in with the play. Well, this time the ball moved to the to the left hash mark as the Ironmen go to the big scoreboard here at the Panther Stadium. Would like to keep this drive alive here if they can pick up this two yards. And play or handoff got to the, the second back through. And coming around the end, has the first down. That is Cade Wolford with the first down for the Ironmen. And Ran out stop of bounds, stops the clock. Whistles blow. I don't hope oh, there's a there's a flag in the secondary, fairly deep down around the 40 yard line. Been thrown. Officials talking it over. Let's see who that's against. Line of scrimmage is the 28. That's where he ran out of bounds, and it's going to be added on to the end of the run. Personal foul by Miami Trace. That's going to move him out to a position, pretty good field position at the 43, and how Jackson with two timeouts at 154 thinking nothing more but score another touchdown if you can. All right, well they come to the line of scrimmage here on the near side of the field. Back in the eye behind that offensive line with Simons, the wing to the right. And 
and Bodie Wolfer play action. Going to Simons down the sideline. He's just overthrown at the 23-yard line. Ryan had a half a step on his defender there, and the throw just out of his reach. He dives forward. Boy, so close to a huge completion. Everybody, Jackson left everybody else in the block. Ryan Simons down, and you know, he was diving for it. Would have been a spectacular catch. Does stop the clock. Now second and ten with 138. He's not careful. We're going to start calling him big play, Ryan Simon. That's right. All right. Same formation. And play action again. Bodie Wolfer rolls left. Out the flat to Cade and hits him. That was Nolan Johnson, the intended receiver. Just a little high over his hands, and that's incomplete. Close to a completion, but stops the clock again. Third and ten. Tough throw when you're a right-hander rolling to your left on a, on a fast pace. And tough catch for Nolan. I kind of reached back a little bit. Probably was going to take a pretty good hit had he held on to it. Defense was... Oh, they're in good coverage, but we've sure seen Nolan break some tackles before. He certainly has. Charlie Woodard into the game. He'll break wide to the left side for the Ironman. Split out there. Cade in the slot to the left also. And empty backfield for Bodie. Rolling to his left, looking upfield. Got a man down there. His brother Cade, and he can't hit him. A little overthrown by about three yards. It's like a down-out-and-down down pattern by Cade. Bodie just laid it up there so nobody was going to catch it but number eight, just out of his reach. So that brings up a fourth down, and punting situation will be the first punt for the airman this evening. Here with uh, 123 to go. In the first half. Ethan Crabtree with a great, over 43 yards per punt this year, and he can really lay into this one. He'll kick it away from his 30-yard line. No pressure. Everybody taking off, and now he'll take off and run. Can he get to the first down? He does at 50, down to the 40, and steps it around at at the 38-yard line. Heads up play for the Jackson senior punter. Look what they think of Ethan. The team is just smothering him over here on this near sideline. I tell you what, Dan, I think he made that decision on his own. He is allowed to do that, but I don't think that's a set play at all. It's all on his own. He holds the ball if there's not much pressure to let the coverage get down the field. All of a sudden he looked, and there was only one man to beat. He beat him. From the the 38-yard line, Miami Trace Jackson with a first and 10, still 113 to go on the clock. Booty Wolfer back to pass. It was out in the sideline, and it's complete to Ryan Simons at the 28-yard line. He steps out of bounds to stop the clock and save the timeout. Stop and go pattern by Ryan. That went, resulted in two touchdowns. This time he just stopped, and Bodie hit him on the mark there, gets nine quick yards. We're inside the 30, folks. We still have 108 to go, and as Dan just said, two timeouts. We've got plenty of opportunity here. Simons to the left, backs in the eye. And good hole. Good hole. Big hole for Cade Wolf around the left end. 20, 15, 10, 5, and run out of bounds inside the 10 yard line. Good job there. Once again, kind of followed the lead of Jeb Thompson, the sophomore guard out there, and he's blocking in the secondary for Cade. Cade follows him, cuts it to the outside, takes it down well in the red zone inside the 10. Actually, 9 yard line and first and goal. 101 remaining. In this first half of play, Jackson leads 28 to 7, trying to tackle on another before halftime. Cody Wolford comes, oh, it's Nolan Johnson coming out of the game. 
Max in the eye behind that offensive line of the airman. And the handoff goes to Cade. Bouncing left side. He goes in, standing up. Touchdown, Jack. Bryce Delaney just pancakes a guy. He went in at the fullback position. That linebacker's just getting up now. Cade goes in basically untouched for his fourth touchdown in the first half of tonight's game. 34-7 is your score. The airman score with 56 seconds to go in the first half. Ethan Crabtree will attempt the extra point. Other linemen did a great job, but I just had to be eye-filling on Bryce, and what a block. Snap, kick, placement, all are good. Jackson, 35, Miami Trace, 7. We'll be back with more Ironman football after this timeout. Looking to add a touch of Jackson County to your home or wardrobe? Head over to Malloway Designs in Boho Finds, your local boutique haven for all things trendy and unique. Look for our mint green door located at 203 Broadway Street, Suite B, in the heart of Jackson. Malloway Designs is the perfect destination for people seeking one-of-a-kind pieces. Open Wednesday through Saturday, Malloway is stocked with hometown apparel and locally crafted goods, specializing in custom tees for all ages. Malloway Designs in Boho Finds. Let them be the light. True fans know that success in football is all about tradition, dedication, and loyalty. Those same qualities are important to the Sure Fox Insurance Agency. We're proud to support companies like the High Mutual Insurance Group. If you want to protect your home, auto, farm, or business, you want a High Mutual on your team. Give us a call at 740-286-1708. We'd love to give you a second opinion on your auto, home, farm, or business insurance needs. Sure Fox Insurance, located on Main Street in Jackson since 1940. Go Iron. 35 to 7 is your score. Jackson tacks on a Cade, another Cade Wolford touchdown, and here's Ethan Crabtree's kick, and he'll send it deep, about one, maybe two yards deep in the end zone for a touchback. Cade had a couple good runs that drive, but the play of the drive was Ethan Crabtree's punt run for a first down to keep that drive alive. Pistol. All right, the Ironmen, uh, how about this? A long drive, and they didn't have a lot of time to work with. What, a little over two minutes? Ten plays, 84 yards. Some uh, Ironman, mainly a running team, but they passed the ball because of the time situation. Then, of course, the great 19-yard scramble uh, off the fake punt by Ethan Crabtree. How about this? That drive, long play, ten plays. They had two timeouts, also didn't need one. Not at all. They got out of bounds time and time again. Miami Trace spreads the field to both sides. Back to pass is Robinette looking right, and the ball is incomplete. Over and around the 28-yard line. Balls incomplete. That they'll stop the clock and bring up second down and 10. Now just 51 seconds remaining in the first half. Logan Chieftain's early lead at halftime over Marietta Tigers, 10 to nothing. Ironman's first opponent this year. Those are nice computer point wins if Logan can hold on. Second and ten for the Panthers. Robinette takes the snap and rolls. Has pressure from the backside. Now cuts it back across the grain. He'll be brought down at the thir- at the 26-yard line. A.J. Graham wraps him up. Clock keeps running. Let's just see. I don't think they they have three timeouts, but I think they want to get to halftime. Clock continues to move. It's at the 26-yard line of Miami Trace with just 28 seconds remaining in the half. The clock is running. Trips to the right. Robinette from the gun and hands off straight up the middle. That's uh, Ash- 
That is uh, Asher, Asher LeBeau, the ball carrier. He picked up a couple, and that will probably be the end of the first half of play. Wrapped up by Bryce Delaney and thrown to the ground. Ball came loose in, but they called it down on the carpet contact. And that's it for the first half, and what a first half for our Ironman. Yeah, the whistle signals as these, these two teams head to the respective locker room. Jackson with a dominating 35-7 lead. Is this team getting better? Clicking on all cylinders right now. Wow. The last couple of weeks. Remember, we were at 14 all with Courthouse. We ran off 35 straight points. Now, we didn't run off 35 straight tonight. We got the first one and the second one, and they got in there and got involved. But uh, 35 to 7 at halftime once again. We got the uh, scoop, Gridiron Glory, here tonight covering this game, and they want to do a little thing on Cade Wolford on that half-hour show that's on WOUSB or whatever, WOB, okay. And that comes on at 11.30 tonight. Folks, get home. Watch that. I've got a DVR, so I will certainly be watching it, but they're going to do a little something on Cade. What did Cade do for that? A four-touchdown first half. Wow. All right. Well, we'll tell you. It's 35-7 here. We're at halftime. Jackson Ironman marching band about to perform here at halftime. We'll break away, and we'll be back as Jackson Ironman football continues on Mix 96 FM. From the Ohio News Network, this is the Ohio Education Association Tonight in High School Football. Named best sports program in the country by the National Association of State Radio Networks. Tonight in High School Football is presented by Bex Hybrids. Now here's your host, Skip Mossick. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Tonight in High School Football's Halftime Report. This evening, we'll head down to Cincinnati and talk some Southwest Ohio High School Football with Mike Dyer, who's covered high school sports in that area of the state for years. Mike joins us next on the Ohio News Network. Every farmer has their reason for why they do what they do. For Becks, it's faith, family, and farming. Since 1937, the Beck family and family of employees have been committed to honoring God and helping farmers succeed. Farming is full of extremes, and we face the challenges with hard work and steadfast determination, delivering quality line of products backed by legendary customer service. We look forward to standing by your side, supporting you as you live out the life you were meant to live. Bex, when it comes to farming, we believe in something more. I'm Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro, and on behalf of the OEA's 120,000 members, we're proud to bring you tonight's game. Our members are the public school educators who coach your kids on and off the field because we believe in the potential of every student and their right to a high-quality public education, no exceptions. That's why we will continue to speak in one voice to demand the supports and resources our public schools need because public education matters. Iron City Implement at the corner of Broadway and Water Streets in Jackson is your one-stop spot for keeping your life on track and moving. Whether it's home or commercial, Iron City Implement has you covered with quality Napa brand auto parts and more. They have all the tools to make that job easier and done right. Milwaukee powered tools, gas powered generators, tools and parts and products you may have never even thought you needed. Need a special part you just can't seem to find anywhere else? There's a good chance that you'll find it at Iron City Implement. Rent on is the way to do it. Come on in, there's nothing to it. Brand new look, the easy way. Rent on can do it today. Your family's gonna love you for it. It's time to rent to own. 
stories tonight in high school football on the Ohio News Network. Once again, here's Skip Mossick. We are presented by Beck's Hybrids at Beck's. They are and will remain farmers at Hartson. Welcome back, everyone. Halftime of your game as we talk a little Southwest Ohio high school football this evening with Mike Dyer, who's covered high school sports for years down at WCPO. And Mike, such great high school football played in your area of the state. We've asked you about this before, but in a pro town like Cincinnati, where the Reds, Bengals, UC, heck, even MLS soccer are so big, does high school football get lost a little bit down there? It does not at all. Uh, Friday nights are reserved for high school football, and uh, it is a fabric of the community, as cliche as that may sound. But uh, no, it is, it is certainly when you go from Division One to Division Seven. Uh, Friday nights are certainly high school football through and through, and it doesn't matter whether you're in the city of Cincinnati or you get out to the suburbs or or uh, northern suburbs. Um, it is certainly uh, reserved for that tradition, and it, it speaks well for uh, you know all the teams and all the schools because uh, certainly you know these schools want to have that keep that tradition, keep that vintage uh, high school sports uh, as much as we can, and, and I think that's true here in Cincinnati. Well, let me ask you about a couple of specifics. Boy, Division One, Region 4 is wild. I mean, Milford and Princeton are 6-0, and and then, man, everybody else is 4-2 and or 3-3. and Are they just beating up on each other? I know, for example, Elder and St. X had an absolute classic a week ago. Yeah, it's been kind of a crazy time in Division One. People ask all the time, like, who's going to emerge out of Region 4? Obviously, Moeller been a state semifinalist the past two years. Uh, they have a new coach this year, but, uh, you know, uh, they've come on as of late, um, you know, after starting one and three against uh, Indiana opponents. Uh, they're on the cusp of a GCL South title tonight uh, playing at Elder at the pit. But, uh, no, Milford, a ton of credit for longtime coach Tom Grippa trying to be 10-0 and for the first time in program history. Uh, last time they were 9-0 was 1957. Wow. Skip. So uh, certainly, uh, you know, they're building a lot of things there with uh, Coach Grippa. And, you know, Princeton, um, they're 6-0 and for the first time since 1993, trying to win the outright GMC title from uh, 1993 as well. So uh, Coach Andre Parker in his third season, remember, he came over from Wynton Woods, uh, Division Two program, but uh, he's got the Vikings rolling right now. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about Whitten Woods, part of a trio with Anderson and Withrow there in Region 8. Any of those stand out as the team to beat? Skip, I'll say this, and I've been saying this to a lot of people. I think Division Two Region 8 is the most intriguing of our divisions here in Greater Cincinnati. I mean, you just have you just mentioned it, Anderson, Withrow, Whitten Woods, Kings, remember they were state semifinals just on the cusp of making it to Canton last year, and Harrison, how about LaSalle? You can't forget them. They won no. the state title. 2019. So, uh, yeah, it is loaded. I was at the Anderson Winton Woods game last week where Anderson uh, defeated Winton Woods, snapped their 18 game regular season win streak, uh, won that by a touchdown. And lo and behold, their defense really stepped up, uh, that being Anderson. And uh, so it's going to be a fun time when it comes to the playoffs. Well, speaking of winning streaks, I have to ask you about Wyoming and Division Four. Their regular season win streak is just unreal. It has to be a story mentioned every week, no? It really is, uh, Skip. I mean, I, I don't think they've gotten the recognition statewide that they deserve. Uh, Wyoming, they're number one, by the way, an all-time winning percentage in Ohio high school football history. It's a rich tradition. Uh, Give a ton of credit to Coach Aaron Hancock. He's he's done wonders with that program. But obviously, 73 consecutive regular season victories going into tonight's game against Deer Park. Uh, That is believed to be a state record. Uh, And certainly, uh, you know, they made it up to Canton last year, uh, Division IV state run-up to Cleveland Glenville. At some point, do you think their non-league opponents will shy away from scheduling them, or do you think schools may want to get in line to eventually just slay the Dragons, so to speak? Yeah, it's kind of funny because uh, in Division Four, Region 16 down here, Taft 
uh, was the team that played Wyoming last year in the regional final. And those two teams uh, had played in the regular season, but uh, they don't this year. So, um, you know, it, it's kind of uh, one of those things where I think, uh, you, know, you know, Wyoming's tradition, as somebody kind of put it to me, uh, you know, you know their toughness going into it. And, you know, maybe you, you think uh, if you're an opponent and you've beaten some other teams that you could do the same thing, use the same strategy, run the football right up the middle. <laughs> but Wyoming, you can't do that. You just have to play differently. And lo and behold, they haven't lost uh, in the regular season since October of 2015. So that puts it in perspective. Mike Dyer has covered high school sports in the Cincinnati area for years with WCPO. Mike, we always appreciate your time. Love talking high school football with you. Skip, thank you very much. And we'll be back to wrap up this week's Ohio Education Association tonight in high school football halftime report presented by Bex Hybrids next on the Ohio News Network. Bex recognizes this week's player with heart, Selvin Vasquez Velasquez from Aiken High School for his commitment and passion on the field and within the farming community. I love cross country and soccer because uh, when I run cross country, it helped me to give more assistance in soccer. Both of them uh, helped me a lot. Selvin plays multiple sports and speaks multiple languages, and he uses that skill to help new students learn how to speak English. He's also busy with other activities, like Future Farmers of America. We take care of the animals, we feed them, we plant our plants, and then we, we grow it, and then uh, we we give that food to uh, people uh, from our community. He brought his love for farming with him when he came to America from his home country. When I came from Guatemala, I hear about the opportunity and I say, uh, I'm gonna do that, that opportunity. This is my fourth, my fourth year uh, working on uh, agriculture. At Bex, we are and will remain farmers at heart. The Lewis and Gillum Funeral Home has been serving the Jackson and Oak Hill areas for many years. Starting in Oak Hill in 1941 as the Keener Lewis Funeral Home and expanding into Jackson in 1984 and becoming the Lewis and Gillum Funeral Home in 2012. Throughout the years, we've been a funeral home that believes each family gets the same level of attention and care they deserve during difficult times. Lewis and Gillum Funeral Home, 202 West Maple Avenue in Oak Hill and 28 Harding Avenue in Jackson. Lewis Gillum Funeral Home, Director David Gillum. Let's go out and do something. Something like what? I don't know. Something fun. Something exciting. Something new. Something delish. I know. Let's go bowling at Leela Lane's and eat pizza at Amore's Pizzeria. Yeah. Bowling is something fun and exciting. Especially with something new at Leela Lane's. Especially with new renovations underway at Leela Lane's. Not to forget that Amore's Pizzeria is right inside of Leela Lane's. Let's go now. Leo Lane's in Amore's Pizzeria. Something great. This this is ONN. Our thanks once again to Mike Dyer for talking a little Cincinnati area high school football with us this evening. Enjoy the second half of your ball game. I'm Skip Mossick on the Ohio News Network. This has been the Ohio Education Association tonight in high school football. Presented by Bex Hybrids. A reminder, you can listen to many of our affiliate broadcasts from across the state at onnradio.com. From the Ohio News Network. Your home for Jackson High School Sports is Mix 96, WKOV-FM, Oak Hill. Well, we are here at Miami Trace at Tony Stadium, short for Tony's Welding and Fabrication Stadium. 
uh, beautiful facility, as we have mentioned up here at Miami Trace. They've got a great campus. It's, it's all new, and it's just clean, and it's spread out nicely, and they've got room. They have five tennis courts over here over our left shoulder, and uh, it's just neat facilities on here. But, wow, what a night. What a first half for our Jackson Ironman. Didn't know what we were getting into. We have the three games on the road. These are fairly long road trips. Last week we took care of business with the big win over Washington Courthouse, but you know we we're kind of in between here with this week. Didn't know whether Trace at four and two would give us a battle. Well, Pete Wilson, so far they have not. The Ironman thirty-five to seven at halftime. Well, uh, the bottom line is the Jackson offense just overwhelming Miami Trace, not able to stop them at all. And the one time. I mean, wouldn't you know it, the one time that Jackson has to punt, that turns into a big offensive play when Crabtree scambles, alertly scrambles 19 yards when he saw that he had space to run. This is Crabtree kid, not a bad kicker. And, and, and not, it didn't take us really seven weeks to decide that. But folks, if there's a better one in southeast Ohio or maybe, how about bigger areas of the state, whatever, he's got to be one of the premier kickers around. Right. Based on the, the statistics, you can certainly say that without knowing anybody else's stats for sure. But as far as the overall stats in this game, obviously tilted in the Ironman's favor, 11 first downs. Miami Trace has seven. They've moved the ball. They just haven't, uh, except for that one trick play that turned into a touchdown, has not been able to sustain offense. Jackson has had some good defensive plays and been able to force punts uh, when they've had to. 28 plays for Jackson, 29 for Miami Trace, as once again Jackson had short fields and scored quickly, and that explains why uh, the scrimmage plays are about even, even though Jackson has not been stopped. Jackson, 220 yards rushing on 21 carries, once again over 10 yards a pop. We were saying off the air, uh, we know we've got some very good running backs, but my gosh, the offensive line just giving these guys the chance to show their stuff uh, running lanes there when Jackson goes wide, uh, the guys can get wide and then do their magic with their feet. Uh, just the offensive line. I know Dan, an old offensive lineman, I know he knows all their names and he'll be saying them, but uh, they are playing very well, well tonight how, as how well. How about this shout out, Pete? We've, we've, Caden Condit is our starting right tackle for the season. He's been out the last couple weeks, still not playing yet tonight. It has allowed Jackson to develop depth on the offensive line. We see Colson Oyer in there doing a great job. Ryan Taylor, Hunter Seitz, Xander Irvin, Jeb Thompson, Dylan DeLong, Jake Allen. Those guys have come leaps and bounds from the first few weeks of the season. Right, it certainly looks that way to me, you know, as a as a spectator for sure. Uh, and, you know, one of the question marks for the Ironman going into this season was, hey, you're going to have to replace a lot of good offensive linemen. Give these talented guys in the backfield and a sophomore quarterback a chance to, to develop and show their stuff, and they have certainly done that. Uh, if the, the improvement uh, week to week has been uh, outstanding, so credit to those linemen and the coaching who are helping make that happen. But uh, Jackson, 220 yards rushing on 21 carries. As we said, more than 10 yards a pop. They've added 65 yards in the air for 285 total yards. Of course, that's easy to tell you that that is more than a 500-yard clip if they would do that in the second half. Miami Trace, of course, they've hung their hat on running the ball. They have 64 uh, rushing yards net on 21 carries, so they've gained some yards, but they really haven't broke any long ones. About their longest run has been about a 10-yard run. That's another thing about our defense, the bend but not break defense, giving up some points, certainly giving up some yards in first downs, but they have not been giving up on the ground anyway very many big plays. Jackson, of course, has scored on some big plays in the ground on the ground. 
Jackson, uh, rather, Miami Trace has 51 yards passing, 33 coming on that uh, halfback pass for a touchdown. So give Miami Trace 115 total yards here at the half. Jackson passing three out of seven, one touchdown, uh, no interceptions. Miami Trace combined Robinette and uh, the halfback pass four out of eight, one touchdown and no interceptions. Jackson has not punted the ball. Of course, they had the great run off punt formation by Ethan Crabtree. Miami Trace has punted three times for 119 yards, a nice 39.7 yard average. Jackson, once again, one of the big secrets of this year. Not a secret, I guess, but uh, when you look at the stats, you, you realize that it's been a key this year. No turnovers. They have not uh, lost any fumble. They've not had an interception. So no turnovers. Miami Trace has had one turnover. Uh, that fumble was on the second possession. It led to a Jackson touchdown, and they've had another fumble that really put them behind the eight ball. They had to end up punting them deep in their own territory uh, on a on a pitch that got away from the running back or the quarterback had a bad pitch. I'm not sure what happened, but they lost about 18 yards on that play and then had to punt. Of course, Jackson scored after that. Not a turnover, but it may as well have been. Four penalties, 37 yards for the Ironman. Three penalties, 30 yards for Miami Trace. Individually, Cade Wolford, we've talked about him, and he has, uh, uh, you know, added to uh, that great stat line that he has 12 carries, 123 yards, and three touchdowns. That's on the ground. Uh, Nolan Johnson, who scored the first touchdown for Jackson, five carries, 64 yards, and a touchdown. Both of those players averaging more than 10 yards a carry here on their uh, runs in the first half. And both of them for the season, I think Kate's a little over nine and Nolan's a little over eight. So, you know, they're certainly capable of what they're doing tonight. Bodie Wolford, three carries, 14 yards, and all those except two of those carries have been on scrambles where, you know, he avoided sacks and got what he could. So he's developing that way, too. Uh, Bodie is three out of seven passing, one touchdown uh, to his brother, Cade Wolford. That makes Cade four touchdowns for the game. On a 15-yard pass, he is thrown for 65 yards as he continues his development. For Miami Trace, Asher LeBeau, nine carries, 29 yards. Call that a victory for the Jackson defense as, of course, LeBeau ran for 172 yards uh, last week. And if Miami Trace is to win the game, you know he's going to rack up some yards and score some touchdowns. Julian Baker, their talented freshman, has been held to 10 yards on five carries. Robinette, the quarterback, a, a, a dual threat, and he's shown that. Six carries for 30 yards. He's actually the leading ball carrier. He has thrown the ball seven times, completed three for 18 yards. And, of course, their quarterback, or their touchdown came on a, on a halfback pass by uh, Enox. Uh, to backup quarterback Gage Henry, completely fooled the arm, and so give credit to, to uh, Coach Jerry Williams and the players for that play. That went for 33 yards, and that is about the lone hurrah for Miami Trace in this half. Excellent job, Pete Wilson. Uh, listening area, once again, kind of a sad story coming out of Oak Hill. We hate it for the Oak Hill Oaks. They are once again banged up enough that they are not able to play football again this Friday night. Right. This is their second cancellation. They were to play Wheelersburg at Davis Stadium tonight, but uh, once again, the problem for Oak Hill is not a lot of players on the roster to begin with, and they have unfortunately suffered some injuries as well. And the decision was made, uh, it was announced on Wednesday that they would not be able to play against Wheelersburg. They did not play in week four at Medford. They did not play, uh, here in week seven at home against Wheelersburg. Three weeks on the season, three weeks left to go in the regular season. We've been told by the Oak Hill officials it's a week to week decision depending on, you know, the number of players that are available and healthy enough to play. Uh, big discussion at the Oak Hill school board meeting on Wednesday. Parents came. 
uh, talking about the situation and uh, Superintendent uh, Josh Mantell, give him credit for addressing it head on. Uh, you know, they get the officials together, school officials together, they talk it over, they talk with the coaches, and they're always going to decide, they're going to base the decision on the health and safety of the kids, not the gate, not the obligation to play the other team. They're looking out for their kids. And I know that, you know, it's sad when, you know, some of your players who are able to play can't play. The band and cheerleaders can't perform. But the number one thing always should be the health and safety of the kids. And that's what Coach Josh Man, or what uh, Superintendent Josh Mantell told the public at a school board meeting. Absolutely so right. We'll on. see what happens there, Dan. Proud of our Wilson Golden Rockets this season. Coming off a winless season last year, Coach Graham doing a nice job up there. They have three wins on the season, but boy, they are running into a bus all tonight. Right. Uh, Danny, I don't, you got the score on the Nelsonville York Wellston game? I think 33 7. That was the last one that I saw, too. And of course, Nelsonville York, only one loss this year. And I mean, it was fairly apparent from the start of the conference season it was going to be a Nelsonville York Benton County showdown in week nine. It still looks that way. But the Rockets still give them a lot of credit. No wins last year. They're 3 and 3 heading into that game. And, uh, and, uh, you know, of course, tonight, though, playing probably their toughest game to date. The Vent County Vikings having an outstanding season, 5-1 and one coming into the contest tonight, taking on Northwest. But they are, once again, all Viking fans, and I'm sure North uh, Nelsonville York Buckeye fans, as you said, kind of taking a peek toward that Week 9 showdown for the Tri-Valley Conference. Right. Uh, Nelsonville, York winning Benton County. The last score I saw there, 26 to nothing over Southern Northwest. That is a non-conference game. Uh, both teams expected, honestly, to win next week as well in conference matchups. That would bring them together in that big clash at Nelsonville on Week 9. Uh, right now, Benton County with a, a, a six, a, rather a five and one record, about to go six and one, and that's the best season they've had in some time under third-year coach T.J. Carper. Well, it is halftime here, and shortly we will be having the third quarter kickoff. The Ironmen will receive; they have a 35 to seven lead. Interesting stat: this is the eighth time the Jackson Ironmen have taken on. Uh, my, uh, Miami Trace since the start of the Frontier Athletic Conference. We have never scored less than 44 points. That's been a pretty amazing number in there. Let's see if the Ironman can uh, get to that number again tonight, even though we do hold right now the 35-7 to lead. We're going to take one more timeout, and we'll be back with the third quarter kickoff in just two minutes. Make the most of every lawn with Kubota Commercial Landscaping Equipment. From the productivity-boosting Z700 mower to the reliable SVL track loader, it's a lineup built to get the job done right. Because when your reputation is on the line, you need equipment that will never let you down. Visit your local Kubota dealer today, Ricer Equipment of Lucasville on US 23, or find them in Jackson at 486 Burlington Road for a demo. Also visit them online at RicerEquipment.com or find them on Facebook today. Hey, all you Ironman football fans, we're back with the Gillum Insurance Player of the Game. Tune in each and every week to 96.7 and listen to Dan and Dan give their Player of the Game picks brought to you by Gillum Insurance. And also make sure you stop by and see us at our new location, which is located at 228 Broadway Street in Jackson, Ohio. So stop by or give us a call at 740-395-0357. Make sure you're covered. Thank you. 
Celebrating nearly 100 years as a local law firm, Oates, Heiser, Miller, Wagon, and Clagg is a full-service regional law firm serving Southeast Ohio and West Virginia. With four attorneys, Oates, Heiser, Miller, Wagon, and Clagg has vast experience in personal injury, business law, bankruptcy, family law, divorces, and custody disputes, real estate, probate, and estate planning, and more. Call them today at 740-384-2111 or visit them online at www.ohlaw.com. Happy fall and happy football season. Professional football became a fall favorite when it was introduced in 1920. That's 19 years after Ohio Mutual Insurance Group began keeping the promises that secure dreams. Stop in and see us at Lockhart Insurance Agency to learn more about Ohio Mutual. We can help you select the right coverage for your needs. Give us a call at 740-384-2020. If you want to protect your auto, home, farm, or business, you want Ohio Mutual on your team. Welcome back to Jackson Ironman Football. Dan Dobbins, Pete Wilson, and Van Mar. The Ironman lead at 35-7 over Miami Trace at halftime, and we're just about ready for the third quarter kickoff. Miami Trace will be kicking to the Ironman. And a couple of scores are FAC scores. McLean uh, losing to Chillicothe at halftime, 10-7. And Washington Courthouse trailing Hillsborough, 16-6. That game also at half. Hillsborough sounds like a very improving football team. Had the good win last week against... Chillicothe that probably raised a few eyebrows. And that is one of the Ironman's FAC losses, Hillsbury, a few years ago. Oh, remember that one well. That was an overtime loss. All right, the Ironman. They were co-champs that year. There's the kickoff by Ian Mavis. It's a short kick taken at the 21-yard line, far side of the field. And breaking back towards the middle, breaking some tackles, staying on his feet, and then falling Losing his footing, it was uh, Nolan Johnson gets out to the 38-yard line. Boy, a good field position for the Ironman on this possession to start the third quarter. Nolan Johnson doing a little bit of everything. Getting to, you know, show off a little more of what he's capable of. And we've, we've seen it. We've seen it since his freshman oh, year. Yeah. But it's starting to pay off, isn't it? I remember the fr- his first action as a freshman up at Logan that night. Yep. He played very well as a freshman. Of course, it's a great compliment when he gets confused with Cade Wolford. <laughs> Absolutely. And he does. I only, I'm the only one that does that. No, <laughs> you're part of a crowd. All right. Here's a handoff. Two, speaking number six. Nolan Johnson gets his number carried, and he's out to the 45-yard line. Nice first down call there right up the middle, right behind Hunter Seitz, Ryan Taylor, Dylan DeLong. Hunter Seitz was our Gillum Insurance Player of the Week award winner last week. We keep bragging about this offensive line, how far they have come in six and a half weeks. Absolutely. There's a gain of six, second and four. Just underway in tonight's second half of football. Jackson leading Miami Trace on the road at uh, 35 to 7. Nine seconds remaining on the game or the play clock. Cody Wolford takes the snap and hands off left side. No, and nowhere to go. Losing yardage on on that play. It was uh, Nolan Johnson. He's what hit me. Good penetration by Miami Trace, and at the loss of nearly three on the play. Yeah, too many black helmets and jerseys in the backfield on that one. Nolan didn't get a chance, so he loses the, most of the first down yards he gained. So third and about nine for the Ironman. Ball at the 40-yard line, Jackson. 
Cade Wolford comes to the right. Nolan in the backfield with Bodie Wolford. There's play action. Wanting to pass, and Cade tries to one-hand it as he was running out of bounds at midfield. But the pass falls incomplete, and the airman will be forced into another punting situation. Cade had one-on-one coverage out there, just trying to pick up enough yards to keep this drive alive. Couldn't quite make the completion. The airman will be forced to punt. Could be our first punt of the night. The other one was a beautiful run by Ethan Crabtree. Cody Gibbs back deep to return Ethan Crabtree's anticipated punt. Here it is. High, spiraling kick. Oh, Beauty. boy, did he turn that overnight. And it takes a bounce at the 18-yard line in the Ironman down it right there. Beautiful Pretty kick, kick by yes. Ethan Crabtree. Lots of hang time. And Pete? Uh, looks like they're going to put that down maybe at the 17-yard line. So give Crabtree a 43-yard punt, no return. Right at his average. 10-15 to go in the third quarter. Jackson leads 35-7. This will be the Panthers' first possession of the second half. See senior Caden Snyder starting out this third quarter at the nose guard position. He'll be flanked by Taylor and Delaney. Evan Mullet comes wide and left with the Panther slot to the right. And Robinette hands off straight up the middle, getting short of the 20-yard line, stuffed around the 19. Looks like Snyder and Delaney on the bottom of that pile up there. Very little gain. Good job by the defensive front. At least that was Asher LeBeau, the ball carrier. So gain of one. And just short of the 19-yard line for the Miami Trace. Clock continues to move. Wide outs to both sides. And Robinette has been in the shotgun all night. Here comes pressure as he stands in the gun. Passes to the left side in the flat. Intended for number three. That's Julian Baker. Good coverage there by the Ironman, but a lot of pressure applied to the quarterback. A lot of pressure coming from Ryan Taylor. Bryce Delaney forced him to throw that one quickly to the flats. Incomplete third and long now for Trace. C.J. Crabtree getting the start at the one-cornerback position. He and Eli Ray, the two corners. Ryan Simetz at the free safety. From their own 19-yard line, it's third down and nine. Tucker Williams at the strong safety. Robinette spreads the field wide. Here's the blow play action. Looking over the middle. He's got a man open at the 35. Down the seam of the middle of the field and tackled at the 49-yard line by C.J. Crabtree was number four, Evan Mollett. Boy, a nice job there. They kind of went with deep patterns, and here comes Mollett with kind of a delayed pattern right over the middle of the field, and there was nobody near him. Hit him in stride. Takes it out to the 48-yard line of Miami Trace. Trace's first possession here in the third quarter. They get the first down. Actually, Mark is the 48. Pitch to the right side. That's the freshman. Julian Baker with the carry. Crosses midfield. Gets to about the 48-yard line of Jackson. That's a four-yard game. Tucker Williams slows him up. Had some help in there by, it looked like Wiley, A.J. Graham. Bring him down, but picks up about four. Mark at the 48 there into Jackson territory for the second time in this game. Line up quickly to the line of scrimmage. Wild to the left slot to the right. 
snap back and straight up the middle. And that time, nowhere to go to the Jackson defense. Looks like Delaney. And who got off of the bottom of the pile there for the airmen? Ryan Taylor. Ryan Taylor make the stop at the 46-yard line. So another third down and four for Miami Trace. This time the ball at the airmen 46. Probably looking at a situation if you're Trace down 35-7, to you might be thinking two plays here regardless. Not much need to punt the rest of the night. Quarterback sends a man in motion. Empty backfield now. Robinette, pressure, and he goes down. Pressure and a sack by A.J. Graham. Also, first one there, actually, is Grant McCarty. And then A.J. wraps him up high. They both bring him down for a big loss. Now that changes your train of thought as you're looking to fourth and 11. Yeah, ball back. On the trace side of the 50-yard line at their own 47. Grant McCarty getting a lot of snaps tonight. The seniors worked his way into this rotation on the defensive front. Now they step into a punting formation, and that sends Ryan Simons back deep as Robinette will punt it away from his 36. Low, end-over-end kick, takes a hop, and Simon S. lets it go, hopefully down into the end zone, and it does for the touchback. It was a line drive. Ryan wanted to scoop it up like he does as a shortstop, but it took a bad bounce, went past him, but all the way into the end zone to Ironman, pick it up at the 20. Ironman will get the ball on the 20-yard line. Robinette gets a 53-yard punt there with the bounce. A nice one, but instead of inside the 20, because of that last bounce, Jackson will at least get the ball at the 20-yard line for their second possession of the second half. 7-10 to go, by the way, in the third quarter. Score remains Jackson 35, Miami Trace 7. And the Airmen approach the line of scrimmage. Simons to the left. Eye formation for the Airmen. And they're going to keep it on the ground. Hand off to Cade Wolf. Roundly into the right Uh-oh. side. 25-30. Ducks his head and then steps out of bounds at the 34-yard line. Big hole there running right behind the right side of that offensive line. Oyer, Taylor, good job over there. Um, Getting the blocks, and boy, there was just a lot of room for Cade. He had 120 yards at halftime plus, and now he's probably up around 150, 40, Pete. He's got 137 on 13 carries. Wow. Big night tonight. And four touchdowns. Here's the new set of downs for the Ironman. Unbounced line to the left side. They hand it off left, and Miami Trace bottles up the Ironman. First back through Nolan Johnson. Grinds out a couple there right up the middle. Uh, mark at the 36-yard line. A gain of two for the Ironman. Jeff Thompson, Hunter Seitz, Ryan Taylor in there, the interior three on that offense. Six minutes and 40 seconds remaining in the third quarter. Jackson leads 35-7. Jacob Allen, Colson Oyer, the two tackles. Second and eight for the Ironman. Here is Bodie Wolford looking to pass. Those it out in the flat. It's caught by Simon. And I believe he has the first down yardage at the 45. Low and outside was the pass. He, he was well covered, Ryan was, but he kind of extends his body out, dives and makes the catch, and it's a first down for Jackson. Market at the 46 of the Airmen. The Airmen move the chain. Hey. Ironman did most of this damage running the football in the first half, but an opportunity here to work on that passing game, which we have seen improve immensely the last couple weeks. Tucker Williams wide the left. And the sweep goes that way. It's Cade trying to get the corner and crossing midfield and run out of bounds around the 49-yard line. 
least five yards on the play. Out of bounds in front of the trace bench. Looks like a gain of five. And that stops the clock with 5.50 to go, third quarter. Bryce Delaney comes into the lineup. He'll be the lead back. I think he's going to replace Cade. We'll probably go the I formation with Nolan as the I back. Delaney in front of him. And from the 49-yard line, second down, short five. And Johnson breaks away from the Packers. He's going to take off. Nobody will catch him. Nolan Johnson, touchdown from 49 yards. Wow. What a cut at the line of scrimmage. Beautiful job there of blocking by that offensive line. Nolan stays up, makes the first tackler miss, and then it's a foot race. And, you know, we say nobody catches Cade. Nobody's catching Nolan anymore Kind of high-stepped it there a little bit to jump away from yep. a defender and then took off and nobody was going to catch him. Beautiful play. All right. Here's the extra point attempt by the Ironman. Ethan Crestree kick is down the middle. 42-7 to is your score. A break in the action here at Miami Trace High School. We'll be back as Jackson football continues on Mix 96 FM. Howard Hanna, the McNerlin Network team, is excited for you to meet our newest agent, Dylan McCarroll. Dylan is a veteran and has worked as a correction officer and is ready to serve Southern Ohio with all of their real estate needs. Just call 740-239-1239 to schedule your free consultation today. Remember, call Dylan McCarroll with the McNerlin Network team at 740-239-1239. That's 740-239-1239. Hi, this is Kristen Mershon, the director of the Rye Green Jackson Center. If you are interested in taking college classes towards an associate degree, obtaining a certification in the in-demand jobs that are needed in our workforce, come and talk to me. The Jackson Center is 980 East Main Street, Jackson, Ohio, and my phone is 740-288-0284. I would love to help you through the entire process, financial aid and all. I can do it all. Thanks. Welcome back to Jackson Ironman football. Ethan Crabtree set to kick it off. The Ironman now lead 42 to 7 after the long run by Nolan Johnson. Five play 80 yard drive there for the Ironman. Johnson goes 49 for the touchdown. His second touchdown. He's now over 100 yards as well, just as is Mr. Cade Wolford. And Crabtree's kick sails about one yard deep into the end zone, so the ball will come out to the 20 yard line. Of- I mean, we, we brag about Ethan, deservedly so. Does it look like to me he's not only getting touchbacks, but getting them higher? Not a height. Which I'm sure he's working on that. That's a, that's a great skill. Nice job there, Nolan Johnson. Two touchdowns tonight. Both have been on long runs. The Panthers down by 42 to 7 score. Now we are looking at a running clock. That's the rules in the second half. We always love those two words when it's evolved with the good guys. Uh-huh. The good guys have the big lead. Charlie Woodard in there at an outside linebacker position. Robinette will take the snap and he'll keep it. Pitch it out wide to the left side. And Julian Baker upended by that. Simon's with a nice job there. Free safety position. Can't play the option much better than that. He tackles him for a one-yard gain. Tackles the first back. Quarterback's forced to a pitch. And, boy, Simez comes a long way to wrap him up for a short gain. 
See back in there at a nose guard position. Caden Snyder on this snap. We're seeing new bodies. And Ironman getting to play a lot of people. Also, Aiden Crabtree, he is a senior at one of the down tackle positions. It's second and nine. Four minutes to go in the third quarter. And Robinette will look, play action, throws it up the field, caught at the 33-yard line, tackled by Charlie Wooder, but the pass will be a 14-yard gain for a first down. Boy, a nice job in there, Robinette standing in there. Once again, Grant McCarty and um, Caden Snyder hit him on the release, but the receiver kept concentration, takes a big hit from Ryan Simetz, but it's a first down. Caden Priest in here at a cornerback position. First and ten. Uh, the net. Time straight up the middle for a couple of yards. Drew Wiley in there on the bottom of the pile. Looks like Snyder, Crabtree, all involved in it. Pretty good play. Couple yard gain. Forty-two to seven is your score. You just joined us. We're in the third quarter. Three minutes to go. Jackson with the lead. Coach Hall getting the luxury, getting a lot of bodies in there. We see Xander Irvin, who plays a lot at that inside linebacker position. He and Wiley, the two inside linebackers. Woodard and Jones, the two outside. There's a pitch to LeBeau. Right Gavin Jones runs him out of bounds around the 41-yard line. Knocked out of bounds, but the clock keeps running. This will be a quick third quarter. It will be the 41-yard line, third down in Long two for the Panthers. They trail the Ironman. This is a big game in computer standings. The Ironmen were sixth in our region. That's Division Two, Region 11. Division Three, Region 11. And right behind them was Miami Trace. So we pick up some computer points tonight. There's a pitch to the left side of the field. And LeBeau trying to turn the corner. He's got the corner. 50-yard line, 45. Run out of bounds in Ironman territory at the 41-yard line. Ironman had a shot at him right at the line of scrimmage, but LeBeau showed some running ability, made a miss, turns the corner, keeps things going. Caden Priest knocks him out of bounds, but not till they get down to the 42 yeah, of Jackson. Make, make it to 42. That's a first down for Trace. Clock down to 140 and running. As the Panthers break the huddle. Napier goes wide right to the right. Spot that way also. Robinette will roll to his right, throwing it upfield. It is caught. And Malachi Jones with the reception and run out of bounds on the far side of the field at the 35-yard line. About a six-yard gain. You're right. They're moving it down methodically on this drive. Knocked out of bounds by Tucker Williams, but the clock keeps we're a minute to go in this third quarter. You blinked, and this third quarter was over. Brings up a third down end. Oh, three yards to go. And Robinette pitched to the right side to LeBeau. Hitting the backfield, but breaking tackles. Gets back to, well, looks like he's got some yardage enough for the first down at the 31-yard line. And Irvin wraps him up, brings him down, had some help from some of the other Ironmen. Doing that from his inside linebacker position. First down and 10 for the Panthers. Ball to Jackson, 31-yard line. The 
Oh, claps his hands and takes the snap, hands off, straight up the middle, diving forward. That's Julian Baker with the carry. The freshman crosses the 30 and gets to the 29-yard line. Xander Irvin hits him first. Charlie Woodard helps bring him down. Good first down snap defensively. Give him a couple of yards on that play. Now the clock down to zero, and that is the end of the third quarter play here tonight at Miami Trace High School. Jackson leads it. 42-7, and we'll be back with more action right after this timeout. Do you have a roofing or siding project? At Higgins, they manufacture steel roofing and siding every business day. With 16 colors in stock and 70,000 pieces of trim, they are prepared to ship your project immediately. Remember Higgins for your 40-year warranted, Energy Star compliant, American-made steel roofing and siding. Located on AC Avenue, just off 35 in Jackson. Call 800-782-4239 or visit them on the web at HigginsRoofing.com. Keep your athlete in action with Holzer's Saturday morning sports injury clinics. Doctors Kelly Rausch and Charles Zurenberg offer Saturday morning clinics at Holzer Sycamore and Gallipolis from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. and the Holzer Clinic in Jackson from 9 a.m. to noon every Saturday during the fall sports season. Dr. Rausch and Dr. Z have the experience and team to keep your athlete in action. Holzer Sports Medicine. No appointment necessary. Walk-ins are welcome. Welcome back to Jackson Ironman football. We're ready to start the fourth quarter play. Miami Trace with the ball. Second down and about eight at the Ironman 29-yard line. Play action pass for Robinette. Looking down, corner right side, to, and it's tipped away. Great defensive play. The pass is going to go to Cody Gibbs and broken up right as Caden, Caden Priest with an outstanding play there by the young man. Gets a hand in there and deflect that. That was a flag pattern right or a post pattern right to the end zone. And a good pass, good attempt, and Priest comes up big. Now third down and eight. Remember, the clock continues to run. Grant Kennedy comes out. We'll see Garrett, Garrett Leach go in. He's a sophomore. Mullet flips wide to the right, left side for the Panthers. Robin that in the gun. Baker goes in motion. They hand it to Baker. Oh, it's a keeper by Robinette. He will go into the end zone. Touchdown. 28 yards out. Robinette takes everybody out, including us. Including the broadcast. And he goes in for the touchdown. Robinette's a good player. Good football player. That time a good fake on the jet sweep. Finds room over the left tackle and takes it to the house. And that does get us out of the running clock situation. That score comes 11-1 remaining in the game. Ian Mavis in to attempt the extra point for the Panthers. Number 16 is Gage Henry. He'll do the holding. Kick on the way. It's blocked. blocked. Partially blocked. It's no good. Might have been Kate Pre or Caden Priest again. Let me see. If looked like he got a hand on it. Charlie Woodard might have also got a piece of that block. All right. Another break in the action. 42 to 13 is your score, and we'll take a timeout and we'll be back right after this. Hello, Osborne Equipment Service. I need to order pizza. We don't have any pizza. Can I get a cheeseburger? 
burger? We don't have any food. I think you might have the wrong number. You always say you have something for everyone. We do with parts and service for trucks, trailers, buses, and RVs. And we're family-owned and operated. We don't do food, but I've got a truck so I can go pick up a pizza if you want. While you're at it, my mom wants a salad. Your diesel specialist since 1979. Osborne Equipment Service in Jackson, Ohio. Call 800-937-3501. One of the best tickets in town will always be activities at our local schools. Athletic events, concerts and plays. You can always count on an enjoyable time. Our children are the future. Let's give them all the encouragement that we can. Go to a game, hear a concert, see a play. Ohio Valley Bank. Community first. Member FDIC. Ian Mavis will kick off for Miami Trace as they get their second touchdown tonight by uh, Robinette. And uh, now it's 42-13. Here's a squib kick down the center of the field. Pick it, picked up at the 24-yard line. And make it to 23 as the airman unable to initially fall on the ball, but able to secure it. And that's where well, they'll start their next position. Pretty good drive by the Panthers, Pistol. Ten plays, 80 yards. That's the second time they've had a long drive for a touchdown. However, of course, the score is 42-13. Touchdown comes on a nice 29-yard run by Robinette off the off the uh, fake handoff on the jet sweep. He's in the end zone before we knew it. And uh, extra point, though, was blocked. So the score now stands 42-13 with 10.57 to go. And uh, clock right now. Regulation as it's no longer a 30-point differential. All right. First and 10, Jackson, off their own 22-yard line. T.J. Crabtree is the quarterback. Ryan Heimitz is the running back. And Ryan gets out to the 25-yard line, gain of three. Freshman hands it to the sophomore. T.J. getting some opportunity here. He's been playing a number of snaps on the defensive end of things. For Jackson, who was in that play, Ryan Stewart was in in the backfield. He'll be replaced by Bryce Delaney. Also out there for the Ironman is Eli Davis. Jackson getting, like you said, a lot of players in there. Davis slips wide to the right side. Eye formation behind Crabtree. And handoff over to the left side. Maybe that's uh, Delaney, the ball carrier. Delaney gets, gets about a back to the line of scrimmage. So much, not much to go there. And it'll bring up third down and let's call it eight. Another freshman in there at the left tackle position, Jace Sturgill, getting more snaps. Got some last week also. From the 25 yard line, Stewart comes in for the airman. Third and long for Jackson. And we go with an unbalanced line to the left. And now movement along the line or in the backfield. Jackson will be guilty of a false start, and that'll cost them five yards. It'll jump. be a five-yard penalty. We're looking at third and extra long now, third and about 12 or 13. 9.33 to go here in the game. Jackson does have the big 42 to 13-point lead. Getting to play a lot of people. Once again, Ryan Stewart into the backfield for the Ironman, along with Eli Davis coming in with the play call from Coach Hall. What uh, Coach Hall draws up as Davis goes wide to the right side. 
DJ Crabtree under center. And a play action. He'll roll to his right. Looking, 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 throwing it upfield. Tucker Williams with the catch. And they're going to give him, it'll be short of the first down. Catch right at the 29-yard line. Bootleg action by CJ. Rolls out to his right, able to find Tucker open in the flats. who come up about three or four yards short. And brings up a fourth down and three for the Airmen. Clock running at 8.38 to go, but Coach Hall, a little bit what he's thinking about here. Does he play for this? Maybe just let the clock run down. Just um, Might take a timeout with a second to go. We'll see. It's down to three seconds, two, one, and he does take a timeout to talk things over. You get a lot of substitutes in. You want to be organized on special teams. That's the hardest thing to get the right people in the right spot. There is a timeout on the field. This one by the Ironman will break away and be back. More Ironman football right after this. Brian Moore Construction specializes in turnkey construction, room additions, kitchen and bathroom remodels, as well as residential and commercial roofing. They also do silicone and acrylic roof coverings. Brian Moore Construction delivers quality craftsmanship on time, on budget, and according to specifications. Choose Brian Moore Construction for your next build, remodel, or roofing project. Call today for a free estimate, 740-418-6140. The Jackson Iron Men play here. On... Well, the Ironmen looking at a fourth down and three. Certainly a punting situation. But they're going to play for it. Not lining up for the punt. And there's DJ. Crafter handing off. Coming over the right side. Still fighting. And it is a first down out past the 35. To the 36-yard line. Ryan Simetz did a nice job there of moving the pile, and then he got a little extra push there at the end. I think that came from A.J. Graham that got got him over the mark, and the Ironman get a first down. Coach Hall wanting to keep possession, wanting to get more snaps for these younger players. Like we might be two players short as I look quickly out the huddle on this new set of downs. Dayton counter into the lineup for the Ironman now. Thoughts and prayers go out to his daddy. He had a little injury this last week. He's a tough guy, and we certainly hope there is a big-time recovery there. I know there will be. Ironman have to take another timeout to avoid the penalty. Not enough men. As you mentioned it before the last break, maybe some, you know, it's, it's tough to get. It is hard when you're trying to get all these bodies in and out of there. Um, it's not like you're on a pure second group. You're mixing people in and out. And take a timeout opposed to taking a penalty and, Get these kids some snaps. Now, good full JV schedule, but I'll tell you what, these opportunities to get a play for these guys under the lights, it's big. I mean, they've been practicing every day since early August, so uh, they deserve these opportunities when they come about. All right, yes, under nothing like it under the lights on Friday night. No, there isn't. True varsity football. Bands playing, stands are full. All right, thank you. Good the crowd traveled from Jackson as always. Band had a great halftime show. Pete, we talked so much football, Pete, we forgot to mention what a fun halftime show the band had. Coach Hurd and his group was in top form tonight. Two good bands again. All right, first and ten for the Airmen after the timeout. CJ Crabtree hands to the eye bag and 
Picking up a couple yards to the 37, close to the 38-yard line. They counter with the carry, gets a couple. Running behind some new bodies there on the offensive line. Logan Peoples, I see him out there. Also Griffin Leach. We've mentioned Jay Sturgill for the Ironman. Gain of two for Jackson. Second and eight with now seven minutes and 15 seconds to go in the contest. Jackson with the lead, 42-13. Billy, Billy Hay in there in the tight end spots. Ben Bauer goes out wide to the right side, backs in the eye. Here's a play action by Crabtree. He rolls, rolls to his right, looks up field, and... Underthrown or overthrown, not quite sure. The players in both. I think he could hear footsteps. He, there was pretty good pressure there coming from behind him there, so he did what you do. You don't make a mistake. You dump play it off for, for another next, play. Yeah, play for the next down. And that's what the airmen will do. They're looking now to third down and eight. The clock is stopped. Inside seven minutes to go. Eli Davis brings the play in. Gage McGee, one of the guards in there. He's a sophomore. Slot to the right for the airman. Backs in the eye. Hand off the second back through. Breaking some tackles. Slate now coming to the outside. I believe that was... Counter. Dayton Counter. Like he had some room, but then it closed quickly. Now it'll bring up a fourth. Broke a couple tackles. Running hard. Comes up a little short. Ironman now fourth and long. I think we will see a punt this time. Crabtree will stand at his 25-yard line. Got lined up in that position twice tonight. Once went for a 19-yard first down, and the second went for 43 yards. And here's a good high kick. They're going to let it bounce and take an Ironman roll inside the 15-yard line. Looks like down to the 11. Get that turf roll, Pete Wilson. Extra yardage. Right. uh, Give... uh... 51-yard punt there by Ethan Crabtree. I believe that is his best of the season. I believe it was 48 before. Uh, not sure about that, but uh, 51 yards on the punt. Certainly won't hurt that 43-yard average he's carrying. Hillsborough Indians are 2-0 in the FAC. Well, we'll be leading Blue Lo- the Washington Courthouse Blue Lions 36-6. Championship type broadcast or contest next week for the Ironman as we travel to Hillsboro and they're feeling their oats. They're feeling pretty happy about things. That's a grass field up there. Yes, it is. Second one in three weeks we're going to play on. We played there last week. Didn't seem to affect us too much. Homecoming at Hillsboro. How happy is it for that for the Indians? All right, the Panthers break the huddle. They're looking at a first and ten at their own 11-yard line. Just six minutes and ten seconds to go. And the handoff straight up the middle and out to the 12-yard line before the Defenses converge on him. Nice job, Grant McCarty and Caden Snyder off the bottom of the pile. Do a good job there. Maybe a yard gain. Nice thing that clock keeps running. Under six minutes to go in this contest. Youngsters getting snaps and certainly... Number 16 in at quarterback. That's Gage Henry. He's the freshman. And waiting the snap. Hands off. Play, or play action. Now pitches to the left side. Lebeau trying to get the corner. Cuts in at the 20. And he goes down up the uh, 31-yard line. Boy, and there is a late flag. I mean, really a late flag coming in way over on the other sideline. 
going to guess maybe a, fair, a little bit of a late hit by the airmen. We'll see what they call. Line of scrimmage, or the rain out at the 34. Officials. Hey, all you Ironman football fans, we're back with the Gillum Insurance Player of the Game. Tune in each and every week to 96.7 and listen to Dan and Dan give their Player of the Game picks brought to you by Gillum Insurance. And also make sure you stop by and see us at our new location, which is located at 228 Broadway Street in Jackson, Ohio. So stop by or give us a call at 740-395-0357. Make sure you're covered. Thank you. How do you hunt head? Build your own burrito or bowl, or pick a craft recipe from Leroy's lineup. At Hothead Burritos, we have bold burrito and bowl combinations, like the Hawaiian with fresh pineapple, seasoned chicken, and sweet habanero sauce. The Jalapeno Ranch, loaded with tender, meaty steak. And Leroy's Spicy Chicken, featuring our famous Hothead sauce. Burrito or bowl, our craft menu features even more of what you love. More choices, more flavor. It's all yours at Hothead Burritos. Oh no, I forgot my wallet at home. That's okay, I can cover you. With Atomic Credit Union, I have digital wallet, so my cards are stored right on my phone. Really? So you never have to worry about leaving your card at home? Nope. As long as I have my phone, I can pay anywhere that accepts Apple Pay or Google Wallet. Make the switch to Atomic Credit Union for an easy, seamless banking experience wherever you go. Federally insured by NCUA. Nimco Propane is your local propane provider serving all your propane needs. Nimco Propane sets all tank sizes all year round and customer service is their number one priority. Nimco fills all orders in a timely manner and they accept heat vouchers and carry welding supplies. Call the professionals at Nimco Propane today, 740-596-4477 or check them out on Facebook. That's Nimco Propane. We apologize for the technical difficulties, but right now it's a, uh, the Panthers have got it into the... Here's Malachi Jones with the reception, and he dives towards the goal line. His knee will hit at the one-yard line, where it'll bring up first and a goal for the Panthers. Boy, Malachi trying hard. He tried to dive over the goal line. He was open. They hit him in stride. They're going to mark him down at the one-yard line, so the Panthers trying to put another one on the board. Ironman, once again, they have the 42-13 to 13 lead. Very comfortable lead. Jackson getting to play a lot of people. But Trace has not quit tonight. They certainly haven't. Gage Henry is the quarterback. The freshman lines his team up at first and goal with 3.35 to go in the game. And LeBeau gets his number called. He walks it into the end zone for the touchdown. 3.27 to go in the contest. And... The Panthers get their third score on the evening. There is a penalty flag. Let's see where that one took place. They're marking the ball back at the one-yard line. Obviously, that's where the snap took place at, and they'll discuss things. All four referees are huddled up. Wouldn't mind a hold right here, would we? That would come in handy. I thought the touchdown. LeBeau definitely got in the end zone. Oh, illegal formation for the Panthers. That'll back them up five yards. Nullify the touchdown. And it will remain first down and goal from the six-yard line after the penalty. None of the players on the line of scrimmage, I think, was the call. 
Griffin Leach, Logan Peoples, some of the front three for the Ironman, along with Garrett Leach. All right, first and goal. And snap back to Henry, and Leach will keep it, and he's going to be wrestled down by Charlie Woodard back at the nine-yard line. Charlie Woodard, Dayton counter, Charlie slows him up, counter brings him down, tackle for a loss. Three minutes exactly remains in the game, Jackson 42-13, to and it'll bring up a third down, or second down in goal. Time they mark the ball right at the 10. Moments ago, they were at the 1, so they've been going the wrong direction. Jackson defense trying to keep them out. 42 13 the lead, under three minutes. All right. Henry takes the snap. He rolls to his right, looking into the end zone. It's intercepted in the end zone, returning it out to the 5 10. It is number 10. That's Dayton Counter with the interception. For the Jackson Ironman. Nice job by the freshman. Interception. The Ironman get another turnover. Counter brings it out. They're going to mark it at the eight-yard line in the Ironman defense. Panthers got all the way down to the one. A couple backyard back backways plays, and then Counter with the big turnover. And with five to go, let's see if Jackson can pick up a first down or so. Pete Wilson. Another turnover. Oh, Pete, Pete, I'm sorry, Pete had quit. He has his headset on. Now we'll get him back. Yes, that was a turnover, the second one for Miami Trace, and it does almost assuredly stop Miami Trace from getting uh, another touchdown. So good play there by the freshman, Dayton Counter. Give him credit for about an 11 yard to the 8. He was about three yards deep in the end zone when he snatched it. High formation, but this play is listed dead. don't think we got set on that one. And it will be a dead ball penalty, really the procedure for the airman. 42-13, your score. Now 2.25 remaining in the fourth quarter. Half the distance to the goal, marks the ball at the four-yard line. Stay tuned. Post-game, we will be giving our awards away, the Gillum Insurance Player of the Week winner, along with the Monroe Collision Collision of the Week winner. We will talk with Coach Hall, and we will certainly get Final game statistics from the best guy around. Ironman will hand off the counter. He's got some running room. And he'll be brought down at the 15-yard line, or close to the 15-yard line. Number 10's having some fun out there. Got an interception, and there's a carry out. About an 8-yard carry, 7 seven yards for sure. Going to give him 7 on the play to the 14-yard line. Two minutes to go in the game. Trace has three timeouts, but I don't think they're going to utilize him at this point. Number 12 bringing the play in again. That's Eli Davis. He had a little bit of a, I would call it a touchdown-saving tackle, a LeBeau earlier in that drive. Here's C.J. Crabtree under center. Backs in or split, and they'll hand off to Delaney. He busts his way over the right side. He's got some yardage out over the 25-yard line. Call it the uh, 28-yard line and a first down for the Ironman. Big fullback runs hard. Good blocking up there by the interior of that offensive line. Bryce explodes out to the 28. Play comes in from Ryan Stewart. All right, as the airmen break the huddle, 111 to go in the game. 
New set of downs. Sounds like we're going to start taking a knee and see if Trace is content to allow us to do that a couple times. On their own 28-yard line. Also about a uh, half a yard on the play. But this, that does kick the clock inside one minute to go. CJ runs over, gets some direction from Coach Hall. He's done a good job. One thing I noticed him doing, he's watching that 25-second clock and letting it work all the way down. We love the way our quarterbacks have done that through the years. I don't know if anybody was better than Jacob Winters. He really could, could do that. He have inspires people like that. But that's, that's coaching, and our coaches do a heck of a job with our quarterbacks. The clock down to 25 seconds. So was likely the last play of the game. And no, if we, had, if we didn't get that, <laughs> five-yard penalty will Stop things. Is that official? Doesn't he want to go home? <laughs> It'd be, it would have been the last play. We'll have to line up and take a knee again. Everybody gets set. To six and one on the season. More importantly, two and zero oh in the Frontier Athletic Conference, and set up a showdown in Hillsboro next Friday night. All right, that's it. Um, Kick down to zero, and the Jackson Ironmen will go two and zero oh on the uh, in the FAC, and uh, six and one on the season with a 42-13 victory. Such an impressive first half of football. Remember, it's halftime, and the score was 35 to seven. The Ironmen playing very well. Of that 35, a four touchdown first half performance by Cade Wolford, but this is one. I think just about everybody got in the contest for a couple snaps. That was pretty nice. Coach Hall getting to utilize his, his substitutes that whole fourth quarter and a very impressive win for Jackson as they advance the 6-1 and one on the season, but once again, 2-0 and oh in the Frontier Athletic Conference. And they'll stay on the road uh, week number eight. They'll be uh, at, uh, looks like uh, Hillsborough will be at 2-0 and oh also in the Frontier Athletic Conference, and uh, that'll be a show. Big showdown up in Hillsborough. Well, every game's for a league championship, as we said, the rest of the way. And it's even a little more so next week as we face another undefeated. Stay with us. Lots to come to a nice postgame. We'll be back as Jackson Airman football continues right after this. Calling all community champions. Jackson County Banking Center has a new account especially for first responders, veterans, active military, and anyone employed in the fields of healthcare or education. Get rewards, discounts, and other benefits with community champions checking. School secretaries, hospital housekeeping, dispatchers, and nurses are a fraction of the people who deserve something extra for their dedication to others. Our community champions make the world better. Visit bcnbfamily.bank or your local branch to open today. Member FDIC. How do you hot head? Build your own burrito or bowl or pick a craft recipe from Leroy's lineup. At Hothead Burritos, we have bold burrito and bowl combinations like the Hawaiian with fresh pineapple, seasoned chicken, and sweet habanero sauce. The Jalapeno Ranch, loaded with tender, meaty steak. And Leroy's Spicy Chicken, featuring our famous Hothead sauce. Burrito or bowl, our craft menu features even more of what you love. More choices, more flavor. It's all yours at Hothead Burritos. Iron City Implement at the corner of Broadway and Water Streets in Jackson is your one-stop spot for keeping your life on track and moving. Whether it's home or commercial, Iron City Implement has you covered with quality Napa brand auto parts and more. They have all the tools to make that job easier and done right. Milwaukee Powered Tools, Gas Powered Generators. 
tools and parts and products you may have never even thought you needed. Need a special part you just can't seem to find anywhere else? There's a good chance that you'll find it at Iron City Implement. Dakota's, Jackson's premier place for steak and ribs, has been proudly serving the community since 2004. Come out and join us for all your local favorites like our one-of-a-kind onion loaf. Or treat yourself to one of our world-class hand-cut steaks. Enjoy the fall weather fireside on our amazing patio outdoor dining area. At Dakota's, your experience and safety are our number one priority. Here you're always treated like family. That's Dakota's Jackson at 451 McCarty Lane. Great food, great friends, great fun. Make the most of every lawn with Kubota Commercial Landscaping Equipment. From the productivity-boosting Z700 mower to the reliable SVL track loader, it's a lineup built to get the job done right. Because when your reputation is on the line, you need equipment that will never let you down. Visit your local Kubota dealer today, Ricer Equipment of Lucasville on US 23, or find them in Jackson at 486 Burlington Road for a demo. Also visit them online at RicerEquipment.com or find them on Facebook today. The Lewis and Gillum Funeral Home has been serving the Jackson and Oak Hill areas for many years. Starting in Oak Hill in 1941 as the Keener Lewis Funeral Home and expanding into Jackson in 1984 and becoming the Lewis and Gillum Funeral Home in 2012. Throughout the years, we've been a funeral home that believes each family gets the same level of attention and care they deserve during difficult times. Lewis and Gillum Funeral Home, 202 West Maple Avenue in Oak Hill and 28 Harding Avenue in Jackson. Lewis Gillum Funeral Home, Director David Gillum. This is Football Friday Night on Mix 96, WKOV-FM, Oak Hill, a Jackson County broadcasting station. Well, the Jackson Ironman get off the bus in an angry mood tonight as they jump on the Miami now, How do you know that? Well, I just assumed. Oh, okay, 35 <laughs> to 7, I guess they were, that happened, if yeah. not angry, excited. How Absolutely, about that? yeah, that's maybe a better adjective. <laughs> what well, Needless, they do win it. In the first half, they, they won the game, got to play a lot of other uh, second, third teamers. A lot of people saw some action tonight, but uh, a, a good all-around game for the Jackson. They're 2-0 and in the league. Oh, very impressive effort by the Ironman, 35-7 to in what was kind of built up to be maybe two of the top teams in the league. I, I think there's no question we are one of them. We're looking for that other one. Maybe we'll see him next week. All right, hopefully go. It'll be a showdown in Hillsborough next week as the Ironman – um, Get you know, your traveling shoes out, Jackson fans, and let's let's fill that stadium up. All right, let's give away some awards while we're doing it here tonight. The uh, Jackson Ironman uh, victors. Let's uh, give away the Monroe Collision hit of the game. Boy, some nice plays out there defensively. You know, you see 13 points up on the board, but it, it came on the one touchdown in the first half trick play on the. Uh, the uh, Running half back, back, half back option, whatever it was. Second play, the second touchdown is basically we had, we're subbing. Mm-hmm. We're subbing quite a bit. So very good job defensively once again by the Ironman. A lot of big hits out there um, defensively. I, I just remember to set the tone. We had a big hit in there, even though Bryce Delaney, I will say, Bryce Delaney's block on the one touchdown oh, run yeah. by Cade Wolford where he lined up in the fullback position, he just nailed a linebacker yeah. on there. So that was a great effort. Different people. Xander Irvin had some good hits tonight. A.J. Graham always involved in there. Um, Nolan Johnson from his defensive end, outside linebacker position. Secondary, Tucker Williams become quite a tackler up there. Moved him up there to that strong safety spot, replacing big shoes to fill and Eli Broerman doing a good job in there for the Ironman, but uh, the one tonight we thought was a big hit, it was the first pass play 
by uh, Trace tonight, and we get a good hit on him, force a fumble that the Ironman recovered at the 31-yard line, and before you know it, we took a blink and we're up 14-0. Kind of set the tone for this one. So our Hit of the Week Award winner, Monroe Collision, thank you so much. That's going to go to junior Gavin Jones. Had the big touchdown catch last week, having a great year for the junior. Plays basically both ways for the Ironman, takes a lot of snaps at the tight end position, and one of those outside linebackers. And speaking of snaps, he snaps on extra points. Snaps on, and does a great job. Absolutely. We haven't had any issues with that at all this year, but congratulations, Gavin. All right. Monroe's Collision, Hit of the Week Award winner. All right, let's turn our attention to the Gillum Insurance player of tonight's game. You know, we lean towards seniors, and we don't let anybody win it twice in the regular season. Those are our rules. It's just the way we want to do it, but uh, tonight, I just think it's time for an underclassman to get it. It's been all seniors so far. This young man has really upped the ante uh, the last couple weeks opportunities. Coach Hall talked about a three-headed monster in the backfield. Well, we lost one. I mean, a great one in Eli Broerman uh, with the very unfortunate broken arm play on there, but it does give a little more, you know, snaps to different running backs in there. We got a young man that just went for over 100 yards his third straight week, had the first touchdown for the Ironman, then on both his touchdowns tonight, big long runs, but he had a sack on defense and a number of tackles, just an overall outstanding game. So our Gillum Insurance Player of the Week award is going to go to Nolan Johnson, outside linebacker, running back, doing a good job for this Jackson football team. And believe it or not, I do know he wears number six. He does <laughs> wear six, but at times he looks like eight because they both run pretty well. And, when, and we're, you know, poor old Cade doesn't win the he's won. He could win most every week. Staff performance our running backs pretty special. Absolutely. A cap on the final. Statistic for tonight, we'll take another timeout. And we'll be back. Be back. Make the most of every lawn with Kubota Commercial Landscaping Equipment. From the productivity-boosting Z700 mower to the reliable SVL track loader, it's a lineup built to get the job done right. Because when your reputation is on the line, you need equipment that will never let you down. Visit your local Kubota dealer today, Ricer Equipment of Lucasville on US 23, or find them in Jackson at 486 Burlington Road for a demo. Also visit them online at RicerEquipment.com or find them on Facebook today. Celebrating nearly 100 years as a local law firm, Oates, Heiser, Miller, Wagon, and Clagg is a full-service regional law firm serving Southeast Ohio and West Virginia. With four attorneys, Oates, Heiser, Miller, Wagon, and Clagg has vast experience in personal injury, business law, bankruptcy, family law, divorces, and custody disputes, real estate, probate, and estate planning, and more. Call them today at 740-384-2111 or visit them online at www.ohlaw.com. Hey all you Ironman football fans, we're back with the Gillum Insurance Player of the Game. Tune in each and every week to 96.7 and listen to Dan and Dan give their Player of the Game picks brought to you by Gillum Insurance. And also make sure you stop by and see us at our new location, which is located at 228 Broadway Street in Jackson, Ohio. So stop by or give us a call at 740-395-0357. Make sure you're covered. Peace. Brian Moore Construction specializes in turnkey construction, room additions, 
kitchen and bathroom remodels as well as residential and commercial roofing. They also do silicone and acrylic roof coverings. Brian Moore Construction delivers quality craftsmanship on time, on budget, and according to specifications. Choose Brian Moore Construction for your next build, remodel, or roofing project. Call today for a free estimate. 740-418-6140. We're back here at uh, Miami Trace High School is the Jackson Ironman. Still two and, or now 2-0 and oh in the Frontier Athletic Conference with a 42-13 victory over Miami Trace. And Pete Wilson has the final recount on the numbers. And right now we'll turn it over to Pete. All right. Uh, Ironman uh, you know, won this game early and then played out the second half. And another impressive victory in the FAC on the road, 42-13 to 13 over a Miami Trace team that had come in with a three-game winning streak playing on their home turf. And I'm sure they're... Uh, going home disappointed, and the Ironmen are rolling, folks. 6-1 and one overall, 2-0 and oh in the FAC. Now let's look at those numbers. First downs were pretty close, actually. Miami Trace, uh, I'll tell you on, on, the, on the top of my uh, report here, they did rack up some yards in first downs after Jackson started substituting. Now it still counts, but it did skew the stats on how this game really went when it counted. Jackson 16 first downs, Miami Trace 15. Jackson had 52 plays, uh, rather 55 plays, uh, 61 for Miami Trace. Jackson rushes through 326 yards. They had 83 in the air, so they do go over 400, 409 yards tonight. Miami Trace, 191 yards on the ground, 134 in the air for 325 total yards. Jackson passing, two quarterbacks combined, five completions, 11 attempts, one touchdown, no interceptions, three uh, players threw the ball for Miami Trace, eight completions, 15 attempts, uh, one touchdown, and one interception. Uh, Crabtree, Ethan Crabtree punted the ball twice for 94 yards. That is an average of 47 yards, so his 43-yard average will go up. He also didn't miss an extra point tonight. Miami Trace punted four times for 172 yards, so their, quarter, or their punter is going to have a 43-yard average tonight. Jackson, once again... No turnovers tonight. The ball was on the ground but uh, one time, but no turnovers, no interceptions, no lost fumbles, only three turnovers in seven games. Miami Trace had two turnovers, one lost fumble, and the interception. Jackson, seven penalties, 51 yards. Miami Trace, five penalties, 50 yards. Individually tonight, Cade Whipford does almost all of his damage in the first half. He finishes with 14 carries, 142 yards, and three touchdowns on the ground. Nolan Johnson, our player of the game, another uh, back-to-back 100-yard-plus effort for him. Nine carries, 117 yards, and two touchdowns. Bodie Wilford, three carries, 14 yards. Ryan Simons, two carries, 10 yards. Dayton Counter, three carries, 12 yards. Bodie Wilford passing the ball, four out of nine. Uh, one touchdown, no intercepts for 74 yards. His touchdown pass went to brother Cade. C.J. Crabtree got some action. He ended up uh, he ended up uh, one of two for nine yards. Uh, four uh, Miami Trace, Asher LeBeau ends up with a good stat game. 15 carries, 120 yards, and no touchdowns. But I'm gonna, I gotta give the stats of the Jackson defense. Before the substitutions, 10 carries, 33 yards. So LeBeau kept playing, but, uh, the Jackson defense, when it counted, was uh, holding him to 33 yards. Julian Baker, the talented freshman, held to 21 yards on 10 carries tonight. Uh, Trey Robinette, uh, the senior quarterback, very impressed with him. 10 carries, 57 yards, and a touchdown. And, uh, of course, they, uh, that, their other touchdown, uh, other than Robinette's, uh, 20, uh, 34 yard run was a, uh, halfback pass, uh, by Enox to 
Gage Henry, who was the freshman backup quarterback. So the Ironmen win impressively tonight, 42 to 13, 6 and 1 overall, 2 and 0 in the FAC. We talked about the big game against Courthouse last week. We talked about this one being a big game. I think we must have another one next week. Hillsboro, um, of course, wins impressively tonight. Don't know what the final score was, but they were thumping Washington Courthouse. Probably surprised a lot of people. They're going to be home next week, and they will be awaiting the Army in, in, an, in a midseason showdown game for first place. Absolutely, and I uh, can't wait for that. But uh, we're waiting on Coach Hall to come and talk about the recap of a nice win over uh, he's, Miami He's Trey. working his way up here right now, so why don't we take one last timeout. We'll give him a chance to catch his breath, bringing with him his son Bryce Hall, who was an outstanding quarterback from a number of years ago. Good to see Bryce here on any given Friday night. He tries to get the most of them on there. But, All right, uh, we'll take a timeout. We'll take a timeout. We'll be back to recap tonight's game right after this. Renovate that old kitchen? Put a nice redwood deck out back. Add an extra room? Maybe even add to the family room with that pool table or 4K Ultra HD TV you've been wanting. Improving your home can enhance its value and improve the quality of your life. See us about a home improvement loan. We're an equal housing lender. Ohio Valley Bank. Community first. Member FDIC. The Lewis and Gillum Funeral Home has been serving the Jackson and Oak Hill areas for many years. Starting in Oak Hill in 1941 as the Keener Lewis Funeral Home and expanding into Jackson in 1984 and becoming the Lewis and Gillum Funeral Home in 2012. Throughout the years, we've been a funeral home that believes each family gets the same level of attention and care they deserve during difficult times. Lewis and Gillum Funeral Home, 202 West Maple Avenue in Oak Hill and 28 Harding Avenue in Jackson. Lewis Gillum Funeral Home, Director David Gillum. Let's go out and do something. Something like what? I don't know. Something fun. Something exciting. Something new. Something delish. I know. Let's go bowling at Liella Lane's and eat pizza at Amore's Pizzeria. Yeah. Bowling is something fun and exciting. Especially with something new at Liella Lane's. Especially with new renovations underway at Liella Lane's. Not to forget that Amore's Pizzeria is right inside of Liella Lane's. Let's go now. Leo Lane's in Amore's Pizzeria. Something great. Looking to add a touch of Jackson County to your home or wardrobe? Head over to Malloway Designs in Boho Finds, your local boutique haven for all things trendy and unique. Look for our mint green door located at 203 Broadway Street, Suite B, in the heart of Jackson. Malloway Designs is the perfect destination for people seeking one-of-a-kind pieces. Open Wednesday through Saturday, Malloway is stocked with hometown apparel and locally crafted goods, specializing in custom tees for all ages. Malloway Designs in Boho Finds. Let them be the light. Your home of Jackson Iron Men football is Mix 96 FM. Welcome back to Jackson Ironman football. We are now joined by Jackson's head coach, Coach Andy Hall, and uh, got to feel pretty good tonight as the Ironman roll 42 to 13. Yeah, we really did. I tell you what, we come out with a lot of energy starting off the game. Uh, we wanted to jump on these guys early because we knew they had some athletic power and speed and and we wanted to make sure we were real physical early um and establish a line of scrimmage and i thought we did that you know i thought early on you know Cade wolfer getting downhill our offensive line really moving the ball uh nolan johnson and bryce delaney you know at fullback really you know getting key blocks there and so forth but again i thought you know early on we really set the tone and i thought defensively um 
Tucker Williams in that safety position really came down. I thought fourth could play the game. Uh, Julian Kidd, that freshman running back who's really talented, come down and, and Tucker just laid one on him. And I'll tell you what, he was a little different after that. But I mean, I thought our defense was very physical again tonight. Um, it was nice to see, you know, that dominant first half and then be able to play some guys in the second half. Well, we've been kind of bragging on them the last couple of weeks. That offensive line, Coach, they just get better, and you've developed some depth. Yeah, we have. We're, we're playing more guys and, and be able to get guys, you know, some experience and so forth. But, again, like I said, we started the year with no experience. Um, except for one kid that was a you know coming off the bench um, in, in the Allen boy, but you know I think those guys are really starting to get in tune to what we're trying to do. Uh, we gave them some different formations tonight. You know I think we're up to 28 different formations we ran this year, but um, you know we gave them a couple of things I don't think they were ready for, and we got some big plays early, got some chunk plays with Nolan, and um, you know I thought. Brody had some nice balls. You know, again, Ryan Simons tonight, what a, what an athlete catching the they ball. Play, I mean, they play. Yeah, I mean, he absolutely can do some things. And I thought he played a lot better on defense. And I think he's, he's kind of selling in at that free safety spot, which frees Tucker to get downhill quicker at the strong safety. And, again, it was just a good team win. And, again, a lot of guys participated and did some good things. Well, that's another thing. Boy, you've got to play a lot of people. And they all got to play under the lights tonight. That's right. pretty good. Yeah, again, and, and like I said, it started, you know, they, they, we kicked off them, and I thought defensively, Bryce Delaney had a great game tonight. I thought it had deep tackle and a nose He had a throw. block yeah. from the fullback position on one of Kate's touchdowns that he just leveled a linebacker. Yes, I mean, we've been getting him some more offensive reps because he absolutely will punish people inside. Um, but I thought he had a good defensive performance tonight. You know, I thought him and Ryan Taylor at D tackles. And Mike Baker, those guys, and of course we play six D linemen. So, but those yeah. guys start and they really established the line of scrimmage. And um, but again, you know, they got us on a halfback pass, and they got us, you know, late with some, you know, with some second team guys in on a quarterback power read. With the quarterback did a nice job running the ball. But how about our JV defense getting a goal line stand there, yeah. not letting them score at the end of the game? That was Wonderful. great. And what awesome. a neat see Dayton counter come up with an interception. Yes. I mean, yeah, I mean, and we played game. a lot of young kids. I mean, tonight. Um, Kate kind of tweaked his, his ankle just a little bit there in that first quarter, so we put uh, C.J. Crabtree at, 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 at corner, you know, again, a freshman, and then we had – It's good. Yeah, and we had, you know um, – I mean, we let's see, I, I got mind blocked there. I, uh, no, well, of course, Eli Ray started, but we had uh, – oh, Kate oh, Priest. Kate Priest made yeah. a couple big plays. Yes, he did. Touchdown yeah, oh, he saved the touchdown down Beautiful here. Beautiful play by his um, Did a nice job. So, you know, those two guys got a chance to play a lot. Um, made some plays, made some tackles in the secondary. It was nice to see those two, you know, really get in there and get in the mix and, um, you know, make some plays. We talked to a rep from Gridiron Glory tonight, and I don't know if you watch it. I watch it every week. It's yeah, just oh, entertain- it's great show. Entertainment Plus on there. They're going to do a little something on Cade tonight. Now, this was predetermined before the game. So what's Cade doing the first half? A four-touchdown performance, three running, one catching. <laughs> so that's going to be worth tuning on, tuning into Jackson Ironman fans. Yeah, I tell you, you know, he had another great performance tonight. And, um, you know, it's just it, it's amazing how these guys, watching these guys grow, you know, from a, from a team that had no experience besides, you know, two kids on each side of the ball to what these guys are growing into now. It's such, they're so coachable. You know, we get on them, we coach them hard, we get after them, and they respond, and they, they're getting better each and every week. Um, 
you know, it was a good environment. We had a good crowd here tonight. You know, my son you know, came from Columbus tonight, got a chance to see him and spend some time. And he, you know, he gets on the board with Bodie and those two guys. You really talk it up. And, you know, he's, he's still a football guy. You know, he's coaching some basketball up in Columbus, but he's a football guy. And he was able to, you know, him and Bodie really kind of work some things out on the iPad. And it was really nice to have him with me again tonight. But, uh, you know, it's just, you know, like I said, it's just it's neat to see these kids grow. And, you know, a team that people in the summertime probably thought, well, I don't know how good we're going to be. We're so young. And then, you know, we go to Ironton, and we don't we kind of lay an egg there in the second half and, and you know, questioning well, what can we do. And I'll tell you what, these guys have answered the bell every single week, and, and we're playing for some pretty good football right now. Well, Region uh, 11, some big computer points for the Ironman tonight. Right, you know, and I told the kids before the game tonight, I said, you know, we haven't even talked about that yet. And, you know, we still won't for another probably two weeks. But, you know, down looking big picture, this was a big playoff point game for both teams. And, you know, them sitting right behind us, and, and it was important for us to, you know, to get this for more than just the league, of course, the standings. But, again, um, you know, coming up here, we know Miami Trace always plays us tough here. Um, but I thought our physicality really showed early on, and we established a line of scrimmage on both sides and, and really, I think, took it to them. Well, how about a little plea to the fan base here, which we always travel well, but let's fill up Hillsborough Stadium next weekend. Yeah, I mean, the people understand Hillsborough 3-0 like we are in the league, and they just took it to, to uh, uh, Courthouse tonight. You know, they beat Chillicothe at Chillicothe in overtime, first league game win against Chillicothe ever in this league. Um, big win again tonight. They're sitting at 3-0. Oh. Here's really a little bit running like game. getting better as the year goes. Yeah, I mean, and, and they run football. They're physical kids. And this is the second year for that new coach. Their staff is, you know, their kids are buying into what they're doing. And I'll tell you what, it's it's going to be a good game. I mean, people, you know, may think, well, the last few years it's been, it hasn't been. But, you know, they haven't been undefeated in the league either. So, and we have to go up there. I know it's a long trip. Let's just go back yeah. to 2017 remember what happened. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I, I still live with that one, you know, losing overtime to a really good 9-1 team. We had to share the conference that year. And, um you know, that was that was tough, you know. And again, this team has a lot of grit. So I know that, you know, it's important that we show up next week, you know, the third game on a three game road trip that and, and again this is this is a tough road, you know, traveling like we are right now. But um, you know, this is for outright first place in the league and, and you know, we need our guys. We need our fan base to come up there. I know it's a you know, it's a tough drive, but hey, we we need people. Make that drive and then we get to have a couple at home. That yes. should be a fun way to go, but we gotta take care of business Friday. That's right. We do. And again, uh we have a JV game tomorrow morning, ten o'clock for anyone wants to come out, we're playing Mommy Trace. Um that you know, we don't usually play on Saturday mornings we are at this time and um so again people come out and watch that. But again, like I told the kids after the game, I'm just I'm really happy to see their growth and see how coachable they are and, and what they're learning. And you just keep we got keep pushing the envelope. I mean, the sky's the limit for this team. If we can you know, stay healthy and stay coachable and keep working, you know, these, these guys can do some great things. All right, Coach. I appreciate your time, and we'll talk to you next week. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Coach Andy Hall. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Coach. Great the Ironman went at 42-13. to 13. Good to see you, Bryce. Over the uh, – Miami Trace Panthers. So uh, that'll about do it for us. They're about yes. to turn the lights off. I uh, think they'd like to turn and, the lights uh, off to get us out of here. But, right. wow, it's just been too much fun. It has. So 42-13 the final until next week when we come to you from Hillsboro against the Hillsboro Indians. This is Dan Dobbins for Pete Wilson and MRO saying so long, everyone. You've been listening to Football Friday Night in Southern Ohio. 
and Jackson Ironman football on Mix 96 FM and around the world on the Total Media Radio app. Jackson Ironman football has been brought to you by Ohio Valley Bank, Paisley Permanent Cosmetics, Buckeye Construction and Restoration, Dan Daly State Farm Insurance, Four Winds Community, McDonald's of Jackson, H&R Block of Jackson, Malaway Designs and Boho Finds, Jackson County Banking Center, Lockard Insurance, Iron City Implements, Rent to Own, Angles Garage and Wrecker Service, Howard Hanna Realtors, the McNerland Network, Faith and Fitness, Lewis and Gillum Funeral Home, Webb's Heating and Cooling, Brian Moore Construction, and Belicio Foods. Jackson Iron Mid Football on Mix 96 FM is also brought to you by Leella Lanes of Wellston, Atomic Credit Union, Dave's Custom Butchery, Midway Quick Marts, Riser Equipment, Happenings Bistro, Osborne Equipment Service, Holzer Health Systems, Auto and Truck Tire Center, Pig and Steel Roofing and Sidey, Rio Grande Jackson Center, Dakota's Roadhouse, Nimco Propane, Gallia Jackson Meg's Alcohol Drug and Mental Health Board, O. Pfizer Miller Wagon and Flag Attorneys at Law, Honda Suzuki Polaris KM and KO of Jackson, Gillum Insurance Sponsor of tonight's Player of the Game, Hothead Burritos and Seward Falks Insurance Sponsor of the Coach Andy Hall Pregame Show. And Monroe Collision Center, sponsor of tonight's hit of the game. Don't miss a snap of Jackson Ironman football all season long on Mix 96 FM and around the world on the Total Media Radio app. Football Friday night in Southern Ohio is a presentation of Total Media and Jackson County Broadcasting. Now stand by for extended post-game coverage as Football Friday night continues across Southern Ohio on Mix 96 FM.